Infinity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. I'm Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. You know, every Wednesday before we do the show, I check in with the Discord server and I shouldn't do that because it makes me hate our audience. Like, I just extrapolate the Discord server to our larger audience. And well, that's, I shouldn't do that. That's probably unfair. Now, I'm not going to um, besmirch the Discord community either, but they are certainly a... Uh, Pieces of shit. Is that the shit. right word? Besmirch? Defame, maybe, is a better word? Uh, either would work. They are a subset of the audience. They, you know, what happens in Discord is certainly... A, uh, you might call it the Vegas of the audience. What happens there stays there, except for when it doesn't. That's when I get annoyed. <laughs> but Our Discord server is filled with people that were in that Discord server where that chick got murdered. Probably. <laughs> well, Discord is how we do the call-in show, damn it. And that's the origin of the server itself. And so the server shall remain. Um, the only thing I saw in the news today that I wanted to mention a little bit, I'm sure we'll talk about it on Sunday. Uh, officially, Derek Chauvin has pleaded guilty in his federal case, which I guess maybe yeah. I shouldn't be surprised by. But now they're going to try to have him serve 25 years concurrently for the supposed additional crime of violating George Floyd's civil slash constitutional rights in the mm. uh, infamous arrest slash death of George Floyd. Well, now verdict uh, decided murder. When society uh, collapses, are we going to release everybody from prison? I just wonder, I I assume that he made this decision, obviously, because the feds were going to throw the book at him as hard as they can for political purposes. And so it's in terms of the outcome, the legal outcome, it's probably the wise decision for him as uh, baffling as that is. But it's just, um, (laughs) <laughs> Mine was a real question. What are we going to do with all the people in prison? <laughs> well, I guess we have uh, I guess we have some agreement when the, uh, the half the country wants to release all the prisoners anyway. We might as well mm. make it a term of the apocalypse, I suppose. We're going to have to kill some of the prisoners. But when the prisoners are released, I want Derek Chauvin on my team. OK, I don't want to. Well, yeah. When I'm when we're doing like schoolyard team picking, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin of the prisoners, like my pick number one. Maybe Scott Peterson, that's in the air. Oh, I don't even want to go down that road. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'll say, I mentioned this to you a little bit. Great story. I know the audience is loving it. Scott Peterson. Talk. Our audience loves true crime. They do. That's true. Maybe there is big overlap there. But um, I knew almost I had a very casual understanding of the Scott Peterson, Lacey Peterson story. And he was back in the news because his death sentence has been. Uh, struck down by the California Supreme Court. Now he's been sentenced to life in prison without parole or life in prison. I forget exactly what. Um, so my my wife and I were watching a six part documentary about Scott Peterson. And mm. I, I walk away from it. I, the evidence against him is much weaker than I assumed it to be. It's all circumstantial. Um, there were plausible alternative theories of her death that were never truly investigated. And I walked away from that documentary uh Still convinced it's more likely than not that he's the one who did it. It's so easy in documentary filmmaking to make somebody seem innocent. 
They but, did it with Stephen Avery, and that guy clearly fucking did it. Brandon that's Avery, fine, though, is but the case innocent. of guilt against Scott Peterson is actually very weak. Given the evidence yeah. presented, if I was on the jury, I'm not sure that I could vote to convict. Even though oh, I believe I would convict him and put him to death simply on the basis that he was banging some sleut when he had a pregnant wife at home. He absolutely had a lot of bizarre behavior and and yeah. an immoral behavior. And his treatment of his wife was absolutely immoral. The case that he murdered her um, is is a lot shakier than I thought it was. Without looking, you got to watch. You got to watch. Homeboy did it. Okay, motive think, and circumstantial evidence are it's it's strong that's, that's I agree. It's a strong case against him i agree it's more likely than not but watch it and get back to me and um, mm. anybody who's interested in that case it's uh it's an a and e if you can stand nancy grace who's kind of annoying no um, <laughs> it's an um, a and e six-part documentary after this julius it. jones shit i i realize that the innocence project is largely full of it and all of these people basically are guilty like ryan ferguson and the west memphis three are the only people i can think of that were actually innocent and outside of that it's like rodney reed guilty julius jones guilty Stephen scott Avery, peterson guilty. didn't do i'm gonna i'm gonna get there scott peterson didn't do no uh-uh. uh, maybe we'll talk about that more after you watch it i'll be curious to hear if you decide to anyway uh, you guys know how the call-in show works if you are new to the show though instructions for how to participate are in the description of whatever uh wherever you may be viewing the show tonight uh we will take your calls uh handled through our uh, always, uh, always, uh, pleasant call screener, dangerous spaces. And we'll take, uh, your, your super chats every half hour, uh, as well. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, uh, you can send us an email question. We'll get to that at the end of the show. If you'd like to send us an email question, the one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristiansmedia.com slash contact. We'll get to those to close first caller up tonight. We've been trying for weeks now. And the connection, I don't know what's going on with that Jamaican connection, but Ratchet Republican <gasps> is back. Are you there, man? Hey, how are you doing? Ah. Hi. Your voice brings yeah. me so much joy. Finally made it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, you guys. It's been, I, I'm trying different things to try to get on the program. Well, I'm glad Finally you uh, came back because we always love to hear from you. What's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not from the not not from the mainstream point of view, but from the um the black community's point of view. Mm-hmm. I I purposefully watched the case through uh black media, through black radio, and um through BNC and BET, and tried to get some idea of where the black community is at in 2021. I, I believe this case was a litmus test of whether or not the black community is worth um, pandering to or catering to. And I came with the conclusion that no, no, <laughs> leave, leave them alone. Leave these people alone. Yeah. You have a, you, you have a case where everything is on camera. Everything is right there. And there are black people that believe that he killed black folks. That's there are black so that stupid. Believe, God. There are black people who believe that he, uh, he's a white supremacist where there's no evidence of that. There are black people who believe that he murdered these people, that he went out shooting, just, just you know, throwing bullets. And the reason they believe these things is because of the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they keep thinking that, they keep bringing up Emmett Till, Emmett Till, Emmett Till. <laughs> Emmett Till they're doing the same thing that they're doing to that was done to Emmett Till. Yeah, I don't, I don't even understand Howard. the Emmett Till reference because it's not 
remotely analogous. It, it, I don't I don't know that much about the Emmett Till case other than correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, 1950s case of, of a black man accused of some sort of sexual assault on a white woman. And he was did he actually get a trial wow. or was he lynched? No, he was lynched. OK. So, so well, how, how does I Kyle mean, Rittenhouse they, compare to Emmett Till? Well, what, what, what they're trying to say is that Remit Till was lynched because of the color of his skin. It's, it's the same, same thing that's happened to Kyle Rittenhouse. People yeah. are not looking into the case. They're just taking people's word because, oh, he's white. Therefore, this, 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 this is true. You know what I'm saying? And that's dangerous because he's, you know, you could put him, an innocent man, away for the rest of his life. It's basically killing him. You know what I'm saying? Taking, over, taking away his lively life for the rest of his life. So, so you, I don't, you're, you're thinking this is, um, I guess my, my thinking on why so many of the like black activist communities were so invested in this trial. I thought it was because Kyle Rittenhouse represented some sort of opposition to black lives matter. You're saying you just see it as, as plain old anti-white racism. Does it even have anything to do with like yes, black lives is, matter to you? This is justice. This is what they consider justice. Yeah. They consider this justice. They consider this retribution for past injustices that they ain't never been through. You know, that's that's the worst part about it. They ain't been through this injustice. They ain't yeah. go through nothing, but yet they want to believe that this is justice for them. Hmm. And I I hear it a lot in the um like in the YouTube space, in the black YouTube space, which is very liberal, talking crazy like this, saying that. Well, if Kyle Rittenhouse murdered all these people, why do just why does uh Jussie Smollett uh he didn't kill nobody, so why is he guilty? He didn't kill nobody. Is that the only crime in the world? It's it's killing people. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean it's 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 crazy and what 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 I believe conservatives and Republicans should do is not pander to them because Trump didn't win anything by pandering to the community. He tried to give them this, try to give them, you know, police reform and all this nonsense, jail reform. And what did he get in return? You know, burnt down cities, chaos, he being called a racist. He got nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Republicans need to leave this community alone. They don't want you. They simply don't want you. Mm. And I, I've come to that conclusion that there's no there's no reasoning with these people and that all we can hope for is people, free thinkers, to come over to our side as long as we stay on our principles, stay on our side, and we should focus on the Latinos. That's the people we should be focusing on. Because well, they, they're Christian. They, yes, they're patriarchal. It's a patriarchal society. It's Christian. It's, uh, it's growing. They're not shooting each other. They're not killing their babies. So it's a growing population. We should focus you know, focus their hard workers, they're focused on them instead of focusing on the black community, which are, which are doing the the opposite. Wow. I'm willing to entertain that. Yeah. Um, Mm. That's what I believe. You gotta, you gotta call into these shows that you're listening to and set them straight. Yeah. Do they they take audience contributions? No, I try to go in the comments, but um, I get blocked. (laughs) They're quick with the blocking. Trust me. I bet. <laughs> because All right. because everybody everybody in the comments is like, "Yes, Queen Slay Queen. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's a white supremacist." I didn't know people say that, that unironically. Huh. <laughs> yes, that's mm. what they do. All it's tribalism. They're too tribalistic. They don't mm. care about the facts. They don't care about the 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 the, the, the truth. They care about what 
yeah. uh, people in their community think. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, unfortunately, that's what it is. So as I say, as I say before, focus on people who are more aligned with our principles, more aligned with our values, and then um, whoever who wants to come over who are attracted to our our platform can come on over, but the rest, we forget about them. <laughs> well, uh, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate hearing from you, and, and Merry uh, Christmas and Happy New Year. Yep. Same to y'all. Have a good, good New Year. Bye-bye. All right. Zeke's is up next. Zeke's, you there? Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Yeah, so talked a decent a bit a decent amount on your channel about uh, what's going on up in Canada. And mm-hmm. I just want to hear a perspective of an American who managed to find his way up there over Thanksgiving. As in you, oh, really? you uh, became a Canadian or what's the, what's, no, I, what's... Uh, I traveled. I, ah. I have parents up there who, okay. you know, I hadn't seen in two years and finally God. had some time off that, wow. uh, yeah, one of my grandfathers passed away in the spring. So hmm. it, you know, it had been a long time since I'd seen the rest of them. And it is a pain what they make you do to just deal with the border. So the first thing is everybody needs a negative test. Uh-huh. And vaccinated or to, you have to be vaccinated to go, vaccinated, don't you? Or do you not? If you're vaccinated, you can be exempt from their 14 day quarantine. Oh, okay. Which, you know, I, I did. I got the two shots in the spring because mm-hmm. I don't have 14 days to go and sit in a government paid for hotel. Yeah. Uh, so, and the tests, you know, in the U.S., the tests are te- typically free, but you need to get within 72 hours of when you enter the country. And so and to ensure that, you usually you have to go somewhere and pay extra. So, and you need to test both ways. So, ended up costing a couple hundred dollars. Just in testing costs? Just in testing costs oh to ensure that I got them back in time. Yes. Ugh. Okay. So, what other uh, hoops were there? Or was that it? I mean, that was really it but that just caused you know lines at different points because i had to show vaccination status when checking in and i had to show the negative test when checking in and then that gave me a form that i would show to security and then it was just a whole it it slowed everything down yeah man you uh did you fly into canada did you drive in where were these checkpoints i did i i flew into toronto which you know is their biggest airport yeah and i caught it at a time where it wasn't too busy which was Mm -hmm. good but like i can't even imagine if if i had been there i i got in at like 9 p.m i can't imagine if i was there like during the day or during Mm -hmm. like peak travel hours Ugh. wow well Well, was it worth it was it worth getting vaccinated well it was i wasn't going to be the one you know to tell my 86 year old grandfather that I'm never going to see you again because yeah. I'm not going to go get the shot. You know, yeah. for me, it, it was a tough decision, you know, and, you know, now my parents are pushing me to get the booster and Ugh. I'm, I'm like, I don't want it. I'm not yeah, doing does it. it. End? Jesus. It doesn't. That's the thing. And I, I will give my parents 
but they acknowledge that it's not going to end, but they seem to think that the booster will help. And isn't that worse? Like they're, they're accepting that they're just going to have to get endless boosters and they acknowledge that, that this is just going to continue forever and they're still complying. That's worse than just being like, this is the last thing I have to do. At least those people are ignorant to, to how they're being used by the government. Well, they're not even saying it like they have to do it. They're doing it. They're treating it like the flu shot almost where, you know, they don't have to get it, but they think it helps. So they're going to do it. Yeah. What's, um, are you from Canada? Did you have family that moved to Canada? How did you end up in this? I, my split across borders. My parents both grew up in Canada and moved to the U S. Oh, okay. So I've always lived here. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the update. I don't have any ties to Canada. There are lots of places in Canada I'd like to visit. And like many other international travels currently, it's like, how many hoops do I want to jump through to see yeah. these places? Yeah. Alberta, just north of me, apparently has lots of cool stuff that I'd like to go see. Um, but It I, does. I, you know, I went, you know, the Canadian Rockies up there are beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to go to and, Banff. Um, Calgary yeah. is supposed to be a cool city. I'd like to see it. Yeah, no, but I didn't even really leave like my grandparents' places. You know, we went to the, the cemetery to see my grandfather. We went to between my grandmother's and my other grandparents and didn't really go anywhere else. God, imagine a a 200, a $200 tax to the state to see your grandpa's gravesite effectively is, is what that was. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, just, just silliness. I saw a story um, out of Australia. Someone sent me, which, you know, God knows what's going on down there, but a family um, in, they were in one of the other States slash, it's states in Australia, right? My knowledge of Australian politics is always <laughs> just ear blood to our Australian listeners, I know. But um, p- two parents were in a different state of Australia. They had a son in Western Australia in Perth, and their son committed suicide. And the Australian, the Western Australian government would not let the parents go to see their, their son's body, basically. Um, Do you remember those denied. four babies that died? I don't remember that. Uh, four babies with, um, with serious, but treatable heart conditions needed emergency surgery in a different, uh, province state (laughs) and they, they wouldn't let them pass and all four of them died. Yeah. And uh, the Australian government tries to defend it. Oh, well, we are better safe than sorry. Is it? I mean, yeah. When you have conditions that are driving people to suicide, and I don't know that that guy was driven to suicide by government policy, but there have been a lot of deaths of despair. Um, is it worth it to have those sorts of deaths of despair and then deny families access to even grieve with loved ones when yeah. those things happen? At what point have you <clears throat> sacrificed in, in the supposed effort of preservation of your humanity? At what point have you sacrificed effectively all of your humanity? You're, yeah. you, in some ways you're better off uh dead sometimes than a total slave to the state like they'll make you anyway um any any final thoughts from musiques before we let you go uh i guess since i haven't called in in like a year i'm loving the movie uh segment that you guys oh, do. thanks wow um, you're alone on that one people hate it yeah <laughs> people no, maybe I, love to hate it <laughs> no i i really enjoy it because i've also that was kind of my quarantine project was catching up on Ah. movies and so it's you know i'm i'm enjoying you know i don't watch every movie that you guys have seen but like yeah i just watched fever vendetta last week and so i know i that uh, 
is coming up or might be coming up. It's I this. watched I'm it last night and thoughts. I won't say anything about what I think about it because I've yeah. seen it a bunch of times, but my husband fucking hated it. Really? He was mad all night. Well, I, I won't tip my cards um, because I too don't. I, we did actually watch it today. So, oh. But um, the only thing I'll say without tipping my opinion on any of the movie's substance is that um, some movies I'm more excited to talk about than others. This is one that I'm more excited to talk about than most. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he couldn't overlook the anti-Christian, ah, uh, anti-right I, I, stuff. I could see and I not think liking that, that. It's like they live in that it can apply to a variety of oppressed groups. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of able to. All right. That's enough movie talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Zeke. Um, and all the best to your family. Yep. Thanks. Let's see who's up next. Oh, hey, it's uh, an update from North Carolina way. Dell with uh, potentially any mod news. I don't know what's going on in North Carolina at the double wide. Matt, if you're talking, I can't hear you. Oh, Uh-oh. no. Uh, can you no, hear man, blonde? Getting up somehow. OK, I can hear you barely now. Yeah. Oh, OK, good. I, I was I was just saying I'm eager for an update from the double wide. Do you have one? I tell you what, you know what? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna log off and log back on because you're sounding like a robot right now. Sure, I'm gonna put you in. Sounding like a robot too. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in tech problems. Uh, Call screen will take care of you. We'll check check up in a minute. Let me log back on in. Um, (laughs) next up is Phil. What's going on, Phil? How you doing? Doing all right. What's on your mind, man? Oh, a lot of things. But uh, I've been doing some reading recently. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it's an older, it's not an old book, but it's a couple years old at this point. The Age of Entitlement by uh, Christopher Caldwell. Um, it was about the civil rights era and uh, America since then and how many things have changed and um, we're not always sure why, but then, uh, you know, some will get put into office to change things back to the way they were and then they get hamstrung by a law nobody realized was there. Hmm. Um but the premise of his book is that the country now has two constitutions, the original one and then the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Uh, and a few of those other laws from the 60s. Um, but basically, any time a situation comes up, uh, if the problem is how – uh, how do I put this? If the problem gets in the – or the problem that needs fixed – gets in the way or is being gotten in the way of by the civil rights act and the civil rights act always supersedes the original constitution. And so you do have, you have concern- um, not, th- not uh, do you have any uh, examples of like exactly what he's talking about? I think I understand, but well, okay. So uh, Reagan, Reagan's one of the better examples I think he would have used, but when Reagan was in, in the mid eighties there in 86 with that amnesty, uh, there was there was a deal made that okay so this is the last amnesty ever, which is a joke of course. Um, that this is the last amnesty ever, but once they finally did the amnesty, the uh, the enforcement part of it, where they would actually uh, harden the border, excuse me, harden the border, didn't happen because it got in the way of civil rights law or how they were interpreting it for sure. Hmm. Um, that's that's. I'm going to do a bad job explaining the book. So it's basically if people want to know what's going on in there, they got kind of have to read it. But that was one of the main examples that 
um, was brought up. Um, basically, anytime somebody gets sent to Washington or wherever to go do something, if they're what they need to do runs afoul of civil rights, well then it yeah. just can't it can't happen. Yeah, which I mean, they, means you basically have state enforced affirmative action. Yeah, well, well, that is the the sort of um, the other consideration of of the Civil Rights Act. It, it has massive implications for your property rights, for your association mm-hmm. rights, and and you may not like how someone else chooses to use or exercise their property rights or their association rights, but. If the if the government and in particular the federal government is dictating who must be able to use your uh, use your facility or who with whom you must associate mm-hmm. with some sort of business transaction, uh, who's who really owns that property? Who really owns those property rights? And those are yeah. fundamental constitutional concepts that that um, the Civil Rights Act does directly challenge. We all. Um, I think people are very warm to it because it it's one of those feels right ideas that, oh, you shouldn't be able to turn people away from your business on account of X, Y or Z or, oh, you shouldn't not be uh, you shouldn't uh, not associate with people on account of X, Y or Z. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But it's a question of who decides. Right. Is it your decision or is it uh, Uncle Sam's in D.C.? This is um this would probably be a book that I'd be really interested in checking out. So I was I was surprised it was allowed to be written. Um, hmm. There was some stuff in it I kind of already knew. Uh, Rosa Parks being a uh, a tired seamstress on the bus is a complete uh, bullshit. She might have been tired and she might have been a seamstress, but she was a trained activist. Um, hmm. And well, I, they I, stuck her on there. Like they stuck her on there on purpose. Like this wasn't an accident. She was there. I I could believe that. I mean, I don't know much about the history, but uh, but yeah, the 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 lore is that. She was just a lady trying to ride the bus and they made right. her get in the back and she had this heroic. Mo- I mean, we know how much activism is staged today. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that that has been a tactic for decades, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, he spelled, he spelled, that's one of the examples he spells out. I think there was maybe a couple others, but that's the main one that came to mind again. Hmm. Yeah. When, I would, when I would was the book recommend written? reading it. Oh, it's um 2020 it was, book. It's recent. It's I. It might be 2020. I forget when, but he, it ends like not to spoil it, but it it ends like uh, right before the 2016 election. Oh, okay. And so he so he's making the point that so Americans tried to save the country with Reagan, and they're going to try to do it with Trump, and we obviously know that didn't happen. Or mm. I should say, um, he does he does specifically say white Americans because we are the only ones who were not allowed to use civil rights act uh, civil rights. On our own behalf, we are the ones who are forced to pay everything. We're the ones forced to watch our neighborhoods turned into Mogadishu, and if we don't uh, clap like uh, you know seals and be all happy about watching our children's inheritance turned over to others, then then we're the devil. Yeah, this this sounds like it's um, something I'd really enjoy reading. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and it's, I mean, for as so supposedly controversial as these ideas are, it, it was it got a lot of um, mainstream praise as well. Praise from the wall street journal praise from um, people at the Washington post. So not that that is a selling point to me, but it kind of tells me that like, it's got to have some compelling points. If people at those uh, publications are willing to give it some credit. Yeah, I I was, I was really impressed. And I mean, I'm not, you know, 180 IQ guy. I'm kind of grug brain, but it was a very easy read for me. So (laughs) 
Well, I've I've read your chats. They're very clever. They challenge my they challenge my brain. <laughs> well, so, you're a pretty smart so don't, guy, and I'm don't not sell yourself sarcastic. short. Don't sell yourself short because you got me. Uh, you got me trying to figure out how to solve your puzzles. So. <laughs> So, I think uh, I did get you to say 1350 the one time. So if someone else did that, that was, the other day, someone got me on yeah. Sunday, which that's one of those things. It's like, why can't you say that? But, you know, uh, anyway, well, we know why. Yeah. Uh, any any final thoughts from me before we let you go? Well, that's basically it. Hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and uh, happy you too. New year. you as well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Uh, next up is puns of steel, which itself is a pun of steel or otherwise puns. You there? Uh, dropped him out. Let's try again. Puns. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm here. Hey. Ah, is this the name that you had last time or have you changed it? Uh, same name. It's the oh, same name. I, Remember I just, we said it's, it's a pun of. I just of forgot. All right. Mm hmm. Well, as always, the expectations are high for the puns, so I hope you brought your A-game. Oh, well, I moved recently, oh. so now I have an hour-long trip home, and it's driving me nuts. I definitely have a long road ahead, but I'm already wheelie tired. It's the road rage. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta cop oh it to the police. They speed as much as the next person. And I obviously don't car about it at all. Oh, there it is. You actually got me with that one. Here I was thinking, you know, I, I have a long drive now at this job, so my pun time has really, is, I, I haven't had a lot of it. I thought this was excuse making, and then I get punched right in the face. I get punched <laughs> right in the face. There's my attempts. Much worse than yours. What's, uh... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Or just what's on your mind if you want to talk in, you know, regular talk. Yeah. Um, I'm fine to chat. Um... I've been meaning to uh, call in for a little bit because um, a couple months back, I got the dreaded um, coof. Well, and, which variant uh, do you know? Not sure. Does so, you know, that's the I thing. Nobody ever tests really for nobody tests for Delta or Omicron. As far as I understand, they just make it up. But can you even differentiate in a test? I don't, I don't, I don't think they know. can, but. It's, okay, so, it's all coronavirus. Yeah, beside the point. You you got yeah. you got the uh, dreaded disease. All right. Yes. And I took a uh, uh, I guess um, the um, mainstream would call it a horse tranquilizer, ah. but um, no. Do warmer tranquilizer is what Michael Jackson took. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It's all it's all horse medicine. It's all the same. Dewormer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, I like felt horrible. Um, and yeah. it was going on for like three days and then started taking a dewormer and got better like the next day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's would, what I've would, heard. Would you say that you had the Joe Rogan experience? I haven't fully listened his experience um oh. so my experience is my own that was my attempted but... pun the name of his show is joe rogan experience oh see <laughs> did you just rim shot yourself uh, yes yes i did <laughs> that's all right i'm, I'm gonna try i'm gonna stop trying to match your comedy i'll just uh you're, you're just continuing to mansplain it's okay uh, <laughs> 
fair. <laughs> okay, so um, you so the the horse uh, dewormer got you feeling a lot better. Was that it, or was there was there more to uh, what happened? It, that was that was basically it. Um, it happened a little while ago, so just wanted to mention it for anyone who like comes down with it. You know, you might as well go for the dewormer that gets you better in a couple of days. Hmm. Okay. Uh, how but, how um, bad were your symptoms pre dewormer? How would you rate it in terms of uh, just like your general life experience with sickness? I'm assuming that you've had, you know that you don't have any kind of chronic conditions or anything like that that you've just you have experience with the flu or anything else, yeah? Um. Well, ironically enough, yes. Uh, some, but like not not like obesity or like stuff like that i just mean like you're an otherwise Um, healthy person presumably yes and so how how would you rank the coronavirus experience in terms of like lifetime sicknesses was it up there in the worst you've ever had was it something normal what was it like Eh, it it was it was cold and flu like i couldn't smell anything for a little while Um, yeah that's how you know but i could still taste stuff so how long did the loss of smell last because for me there are forever there are still tastes that are sort of (laughs) yeah yeah. muted to me and this is like a year later see i don't have the best sense of smell to begin with so eh, um i but i could still like notice that even like the sense that i had was diminished so I, it was out for probably a week to two weeks, um, but I've like fully regained it now, hmm. which is good. All right. Lucky. Any closing puns from you before you depart? Mm, actually, I um, heard a little bit about uh, one of the previous uh, conversations, and I heard this like quote where basically um, it says your audience size is correlated with how much truth is in the message. Hmm. Hmm. Was that uh, one? Yeah, I don't know about that. It's I know plenty of people, giant audiences who are absolute liars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's but. definitely true. Look at the young Turks. Yeah. <clears throat> Even look at Jesus. Like. He had 12 people and they all abandoned him at, at like the moment of truth. So, yeah. All right. Well, Thanks. thank you for the call and the puns and uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. Merry Christmas. Merry Thanks. Christmas. All right. We are due for a break. Uh, let's see. What was that? Just I have this upper respiratory infections lasting forever. Oh, how do you know it's not Rona? I've already had Rona. Could be Omicron. I need Batman to say Omicron for me. No Omicron. <laughs> um, uh, hold just, and Mulray. Oh, I sorry. just have one on Tibby stream real quick. Incompetent hand says Maxwell trial was a bust from the get go between Comey's daughter as prosecutor and the judge in Schumer's uh, pocket. It was over before it began. Uh, Pacino may have overacted, but his words don't waste my motherfucking time. <laughs> I haven't true. followed the developments this week. I'm sure we'll maybe update again on Sunday. So I, I don't know exactly what's going on in the Maxwell trial, but anybody who <laughs> anybody who is hoping for a full reveal of all the of the greatest pedophile network the world's ever known. It's not going to happen. Here. Yeah. The, the, the power interests in play there are um, probably too overpowering. 
Um, yeah, we're not going to get any look at the black book as as it stands. Um, Holden Mulray, hi, Truth Seekers. If you could miraculously sit down with anybody in world history and have a beer and a conversation, who would it be? Only stipulation is not to change history. God bless you both. Not to change history. All right, Did let's th- take Jesus out of the equation because that's too obvious an answer. Okay. For me, uh, do I get to sit down with that person in a modern context? Yeah. Uh, I would pick Thomas Jefferson. And the reason I would pick Thomas Jefferson is I would want him to apply his thoughts on the declaration to today and tell me about the morality of what the government is doing to people and the morality of potentially people deciding to um, reform that government in the way the declaration describes. That's yeah, uh, that's, that's what I'd one. like to hear. I mean, isn't the act of sitting down with somebody potentially changing history? I Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess in this hypothetical, I assume the ghost of that person capable of just offering thoughts as opposed to changing the way that they live their life or changing the facts of the time of their life. I don't know. I got to gotta go with uh, Uncle A on this one. <laughs> a casual is, chat is that going to be on your channel uh is that is that going to be streamed wouldn't that be something <laughs> i stand by that answer okay okay on. all right miris micmac enigmatic decadence of a secretive ethno-religious group responsible for opening the gates of toledo trading slaves with the caliphate child sacrifice and shady back alley dealings are rumored to be up to something again i know what you're saying and you got to be careful, although that was pretty expertly. It's those damn Cambodians. I know. Got to watch yes. out for them. Elves. Uh, <laughs> Long Don John says, I'm enjoying some lovely dip and crackers right now. Oh, shit. Did that just get you banned? Uh, oh, the cracker reference, because oh. I don't know that I'll. Uh, maybe we'll talk about this. I, I want to be as fair about it as possible. Uh, Vouch and um, what's his face? Jenks, nephew guy. You know, the Muzzy the McGee. What's his name? Um, <laughs> That's it. Muzzy McGee. <laughs> what is his name? Vosh and Muzzy McGee were banned on uh, Twitch for saying cracker. Pike. And Hassan Piker. That's it. There it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hassan Pike. heads on Piker. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember it now. Mm. They were banned on Twitch for saying cracker in apparent reference to white people. Now, I haven't heard the context in which they've said it and to be as fair to them as possible. I know that obviously that progress, the progressive people of progressive political persuasion with whom they tend to associate are generally in favor of censorship of so-called racial slurs where they hear them. I don't know that those guys are, so I don't want to be totally unfair to them. I don't know what they personally have said about internet censorship. So, I mean, do I laugh when the standard bites the political arena, which set the standard Yes. Um, do I want them to be censored? Do I think it's good that they're censored? Absolutely. No. Of course not. I don't want that. But I reserve <clears> the right <throat> to laugh when you <clears throat> die in your own sword. Again, with full yeah. acknowledgement that I'm not sure their role in actually wielding that sword. I would have to look into it. Yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay. Uh, let's get back into uh, the calls. And of course, we will come back to uh, your chats at the top of the hour. Next up um, is... I'll uh, have to just circle back with you. Johnson. Johnson, you there? Like sort of, I mean, remember back in the day when you Johnson, care, you're live. What's on your mind? Be careful. 
I'm, am I live here? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I wanted to ask you guys about um, Space Relations by Donald Barr in honor of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. And uh, have, have you read it? And if you haven't read it, um, maybe I give you a plot summary and ask you what you think of it. Please do. I, yeah, I have no idea uh, anything about it. So, um, so please let us know. Okay, so Space Relations is a book written by Donald Barr. Donald Barr is William Barr's father. Mm. William Barr's father is the person who hired Epstein to teach um, young girls at Dalton. Uh, that, at, what was the last good. part of that? Young girls at <clears throat> what or where? At Dalton. It's like an private oh. school in New okay. York where the you know children of the economic elite go. Mm. Um, so this is where he had access to young children for the first time. And the job from which he was hired to work in uh, in investment banking, he went straight from working at Dalton teaching math to investment banking. So you know, maybe come to your own conclusions about that. Um, I have some suspicions, but Donald Barr, who hired Epstein and is William Barr's father, who gave Epstein his sweetheart deal, uh, wrote a book about space sexual slavery. This is a what sort of book? Are we talking like some kind of fictional story? Are we talking some philosophical piece? What is this? It's it's a science fiction, um, extremely bad science fiction about a race of uh, people from another planet who kidnap Earthling ambassadors and force them to engage in sexual activity with um, young girls. So this is How If bizarre. I Did It in Space by OJ, basically. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's basically space is real. Or if I was going to do it, here's the blueprint, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really suspicious if you look up the plot points. Wow. When did the book come out? Uh, 1970-something. And, and Donald Barr was a spook, too. When was Epstein at the school? Like, what's the, what's the Epstein relationship timeline, if any? Uh, well, it, it was his first job, so he was in his 20s. Okay. About so the time that this book came out. I believe so. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's news to me. I've never heard anything about it. I didn't know that. Um, well, that's the thing is like almost anybody in power. There's kind of a, it, it's like a six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon kind of thing. You can draw the yeah. networking to Epstein as well. If you uh, dig into it. So. Okay. Um is the book can i buy this book on amazon where what's it called again i want to look this up it's called uh space if i did it in related. space <laughs> sorry space, space what uh relations i i can send space you a, relations yeah, is the name of the that's book that's a really lame that's super lame what yeah. the donald Barr. yeah uh bill, bill Barr's father wrote this book about by the way and imagine just imagine having a high school principal teaching your daughter who wrote a book of, that involved space sexual slavery and having sex with teenage girls the uh oh. this this book is at a premium man you checked it out on amazon <laughs> what, what how you want to take a guess for? for how much the paperback is going for 50 bucks you got a guess johnson uh 150 bucks you guys are both drastically under 225 dollars for the paperback the hardcover is 395 must be rare out of out of publication or something like that buying up all the copies and burying them <laughs> Yikes. wow 
that's uh that's interesting stuff news to me man thanks for um a lot of one-star reviews <laughs> this guy calls it jeffrey epstein's bible it, it, it's not very good and, and and somehow he became a professor of english literature at columbia university yeah uh, before he was the the, the teacher at uh head teacher at dalton or, so sorry, you're, head at dalton. you're you're exactly right i read through the reviews here there aren't a ton there are a, a 14 but most of them negative and half of them are saying this is where epstein learned the ways and then the other half are like just poorly written and conceived story like it just sucked as as a work of fiction apparently yeah like who who would publish this why would anyone publish this why would they write this down hmm. i don't know because they like to flaunt what they're doing and treat us like we're idiots i think that is part of the psychology of a lot of this stuff um I've had a lot of I've had a, several conversations with my wife about this. She tends to think uh, the reason powerful people get into this sort of thing is because once you've achieved everything that you can in the world, there's nothing yeah. left to get a thrill. So you exactly. got to go into these um, uh, <laughs> unscrupulous areas. And uh, and once you do that, even that's not thrilling enough. You kind of have to advertise it in subtle ways. You have to flaunt it like you're talking about. Yeah, because that's part of the thrill. That's part of the kick really weird all right well I'm, i just wanted to to bring this i don't have anything else about it but i wanted to bring it to your attention i so yeah thank you man that's news to me and uh now i know learn something new every day and, and merry christmas by the way. you as well merry <laughs> christmas happy new year i i hope i get space relations in my stocking we'll see all right thanks man yikes all right guys have a good one sandro is up next sandro you there yeah. Hey, how are you doing? We hey. are well. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I thought I'd kind of give you a choice tonight. Uh, I figured I'd either talk about how uh, hiring hiring more cops um, to kind of undo the kind of criminal policy changes that have taken place isn't going to help, or hmm. whether you would you like to discuss uh, police use of force. Hmm. I, I'm interested in either. So, uh, you have a preference, Blonde? Police use of force. Okay. Um, so a little background. I've called in occasionally, but, um, I'm a, uh, certified law enforcement officer out in a, uh, slightly purple going blue state for my mm -hmm. sins. Um, Colorado. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the voice or not. Um, nope. Uh, it's the only purple going blue state that's in d dire straits that I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, you know, I, you guys were talking a little bit about the Kim Potter um, mm -hmm. trial going on yeah. currently. And they were talking, you know, wondering, okay, what's kind of this escalation of force? What's written into law? What's, you know, what's custom versus practice versus policy type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so the kind of catch-all legal case um, in the U.S. that departments use is something called Granby-Connor, um, which is a the, the tier test that the courts use to decide whether or not a police officer's use of force is reasonable. Um, it's kind of based on kind of a three-pronged system, um, meaning that it looks at the level of criminality taking place, the level of resistance, and the uh, danger to the community 
excuse me, as a result. So Mm -hmm. meaning you couldn't have, you know, you can't roll up on somebody who's jaywalking and just kind of minding themselves and talking nicely and taste them. It's not Mm -hmm. reasonable. It's not, but you know, if you've got something where that totality of the circumstances changes, then what the court see as a reasonable use of force can change as a result. And then in addition to that, the other big aspect is kind of this uh, escalation of force. Um, typically, departments will look at uh, six levels of force, basically. Uh, presence, verbal commands, uh, soft empty hand techniques, such as kind of come along holds or various kind of pressure points or kind of, yes, you're touching the other person, you're not striking them. Um, hard empty hand techniques, which is everything else. Um, Intermediate weapons, which is non-lethal stuff, taser, asp, um, pepper spray. See, well, I've, heard, I've heard different information on this, and maybe does it differ by jurisdiction or locale? Because some people say that a taser is a lethal weapon. Some people say it is not. I, I have heard less lethal. I've heard um, <clears throat> not. You know, it's the my department refers to them as intermediate weapons because okay. I, th- I think they just got into the position of we don't like calling this non-lethal because if you tase somebody who's standing on the edge of a roof, well, I mean, they're not going to do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but by that same token, you know, if you're... I mean, if I, yeah, if I punch you in the face on the yeah. edge of the roof, like that, you yeah, might yeah. fall over too, you know? So, you know, when, when you're up to... They've got things that they definitively refer to as lethal, like firearms um but it's it's not something where they say that you know all this stuff isn't lethal at all ever okay anyway um, all right it's a small points i didn't mean to carry on basically i just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that and say okay if you had any questions kind of poke the brain i would like to hear your opinion as someone with law enforcement experience of um of the Kim Potter case, number one, just the mistake of 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 mistaking the uh, taser and the gun. And then number two, uh, if, if you've been following the trial, if you have any sort of legal opinion about um, it seems to be as again, I followed this trial a little bit less closely than some of the other more recent mm-hmm. ones. But it seems to me the defense's argument is that use of force was justified there. So even though she made a. a a, a very embarrassing and uh, consequential mistake. Um, it, if use of force is justified, she can't be prosecuted for manslaughter. Do you have uh, opinions about either of those? So uh, on the mistake itself, I consider that a colossal foul up. Um, no two ways about it. Yeah. Like I, I understand how it can happen in an infinite universe um, where given enough times, somebody is going to make the mistake. Uh, especially when you get into one of those high adrenaline situations, um, you know, you get into these things, uh, you go from your, you know, I think it's from the parasympathetic nervous system to the sympathetic nervous system, and you're losing a lot of your peripheral vision, you're losing a lot of your fine motor skills, you're losing um, sensory input. This clearly has something to do with her gender, also. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chick, sorry. period. Chick cop. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so I, I understand how that can happen. I don't think it excuses it happening. Um, you know, all thing. You know, I, I don't think she should be a cop anymore. I, I think that's just 
no, she she gets to find another line of work regardless. Um, on the legal side, I have kind of been watching Riketa's stream with uh, with uh, Andrew Bronca. I can't remember the name of his stream. Oh, yeah, he does great work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, I, I think the state is overreaching on their manslaughter stuff. Hmm. Um, and not a lawyer, but I, I definitely follow, um, Riketa's arguments and some of the, some of the other stuff in there that you can't have a reckless mindset in order to do manslaughter when you're not intending. So basically the four, the four legal mindsets, um, are, well, technically I think there's five, but, um, negligent, which is not taking the due care that somebody would, that a reasonable person would, um, example being, uh, not, well, you know, checking uh, for somebody uh, in another lane of traffic before. I'll probably have to stop you on all the standards because I just don't know we have, we have time for that, but, but just in general, uh, from a law enforcement perspective, do you think that situation was a use of uh, a deadly use of force situation? Let's put it that Absolutely. way. Okay. Interesting. Um, I, you're you're in a you're in a bad like really bad situation there. There's people in the car, you know. People could have been dragged. You have no idea what the weapon situation is there. He's actively resisting. He's got warrants for weapons. Um, now, do I do I think that if she had pulled out the gun and shot him, um, that it would have been a hundred percent justified? intended to do so i don't think so Hmm. um but i don't think that takes away from the fact that you're in a situation which presents a serious imminent risk of serious bodily injury okay Hmm. um, to kind of everyone involved and that you know i think if she'd have pulled the taser and tased him we wouldn't be talking about this in the slightest it wouldn't it wouldn't have gone anywhere beyond just a regular report and a byline in the shift briefing yeah yeah. Well, th- thanks for the insight. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And uh, appreciate the call as well. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. Same to the both of you. Thanks. Bye. I did watch a little bit of the trial today, and they the state brought an expert witness, uh, police use of force expert guy, and it was one of the. I had I, I had some time this morning, and I was kind of you know taking care of the baby duty for a minute, so I was watching the trial. And it was one of those lines of questioning where they spent like an hour establishing his expertise. Yeah, like, I get it. He went to school. Yeah. I get yeah. it. He was a cop. Talk about the case. So, yeah. so I actually missed the meat of what he was talking about. His expertise as applied to the facts of this case, because they spent so much damn time talking about how right. he went to University of Virginia law and all that. Oh, I, I know that matters to the jury. I, I get why that's. It doesn't matter to the jury, though. It's like you got to get to well, it. I suppose they, they I literally mean, spent an hour doing that. It was very long establishing his credentials. And, um, well, I, I, I suppose you're right. Maybe some are swayed by like, well, he's an expert. So what he says goes, if I'm on the jury, I'm going to be persuaded by your reasoning. I don't yeah. care if you have 50 degrees from all the top 50 colleges in the country. Uh, I'm going to be persuaded by your reasoning and your analysis or I'm not. So, that would be interesting. Everything else is just an appeal to authority. Man. Like yeah. I don't, you could say university of Virginia law and then list off a whole pile of crap. It doesn't really matter. Anyway, 
back to uh, our friend at the double wide. Dell, can you hear me all right this time? How y'all doing? There, there we go. go. Yeah, I had to rebut a couple things, and I think was Maud sitting on the router, or what the hell happened? No, no, she wasn't sitting on the router. She no. uh, tried to eat the router uh, because <laughs> there's not much food in the house in the double wide right now. So, well, I know I know that uh, you know, food prices have just skyrocketed. I hope that oh uh, yes, I, for for Maud's budget, it's got to be, or for the the budget for Maud's you know Maud's typical uh, weekly grocery bill, it's got to be just through the roof. Well, no, normally it would be, but uh, Ma brings all, I don't know how she acquires all her food, but she does. And I don't ask uh, <laughs> so that, you know, I can't be incriminated with her. Ah, well, all right. Uh, I yep. maybe check those uh, food donation bins at the grocery stores <laughs> yeah. in North Carolina. They might be, they're all empty around us. I didn't be, know, uh, uh, yeah, they might be a little light. Them, but. Along with you, I want to talk about this on Sunday a little bit too. Salvation Army getting wrecked after they went with the uh, critical race theory politics. Those, Why would they do this? Well, yeah, now nobody's donating to them either. <sighs> you got to anyway. be woke these days. You got to be woke. Yeah. What's uh, what's on your mind, man? So yeah, Ma just had a birthday, by the way. I don't know. Well, happy uh, birthday to her. Recently. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, I got her some. Uh, didn't know what to get her. Uh, our clothes have been really wrinkled recently, so I figured out, well, I'll tell you what, I'll get her one of them brand new uh, irons and ironing boards. Okay. Uh, one of those, you know, fancy models, you know, that uh, the ones that are not supposed to burn anything, right? Yeah. That's that's false advertising. I'm going to tell you right now, that is false advertising. Because, what happened? Well, it left a big burn mark in my forehead when she hit me in the face with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you look like the, the guy time. in Home Alone who had the iron fall on him, thanks to uh, pretty Macaulay much, Culkin? Pretty, that, yeah. pretty much, pretty much. She said, "Next yeah. time, get her jewelry or something." <laughs> All right. Yeah, you don't want to ask. You don't want to ask how how old Maud is. Trust me about that one. Well, what's, you know, what's fella, maybe well, there are a on, lot of numerical a, questions you don't want to ask there, Maud. You I don't. Suppose. I know. The other day, this fellow was out yelling at her. You know, hey, you ever hear that movie Old? Didn't you star in it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ma didn't take that. I line. didn't even know there was a movie old. Now I need to look this up. Yeah, it's a movie called Old. It's by uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, it's a Shyamalan. it's a movie from this year. Oh, I yeah. this is the one where they're all on the island and they become old really fast. That's what? right. That's right. Yeah, I saw the trailer Ma for this the last time we were at the theater. Does it have Ma that uh, Harry Potter kid in it? Uh, it has. I'm trying to see if I recognize any of the names of the cast. I don't recognize any of the cast names immediately. Mm. His name is Rupert something or another. No. Rupert Not in any main role, at least. What a terrible name. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting name. You mean Rupert or Old? Rupert oh. Gint. <laughs> oh. Old is a pretty bad name for a movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, Ma didn't like it when uh, he told him that. And she didn't take it lightly. That's for sure. <laughs> Does she take anything lightly? Of course no, not. No, she didn't. <laughs> uh so that guy's talking about the kim potter trial you say you've been watching that yeah uh, only a, i only tuned in today um and i have not been watching extremely closely though of course i am interested in the trial did you have thoughts about it i'll be honest with you these trials are actually really fascinating if you watch hmm. them um he mentioned someone and i recommend him as well to watch the trial as uh look up uh nick Riceda on yeah. uh youtube because nick Riceda does a he's trying to do many he's trying to ever since the uh Ever since the Rittenhouse uh, thing, he blew up, and now yeah, they were he has all these lawyers numbers. on. Yeah, yeah every now he has all these lawyers on, and they they comment during the trial and tell you what's going on, and it's real good. It's real interesting, real real eye opening to find out yeah. what they actually do and what actually really happens in a, in a court of law that you wouldn't know unless they had cameras in there. 
Yeah. So I agree now that you should have cameras in there. I don't care about privacy because, you know, anyone can walk in there and sit into in a, in a, in a trial anyway. So why not have cameras? I don't understand why they think about it. So that's a great idea. But anyway, if you're going to watch the trial, watch that because that is real entertaining. Yeah, I know. That I, I'm glad to see that this sort of independent legal content on YouTube and elsewhere is, is just really crushing it, um, both yeah. for both because I like to see that kind of independent material succeed in any context, but specifically in the legal context. I think it's really great because there's so many of those. Um, there's just a lot of jargon. There's a lot of specifics of the procedure like you're talking about. And as a layman. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a ton of trials. It's like all those little things where you might not understand why the hell are they doing this or what the hell are they talking about? Explanation is helpful. So yeah. it's really cool to see that stuff succeeding greatly. And I'm exactly. glad they're able to carry it over. Cause man, you crush on the Rittenhouse trial. And that's the thing about like amazing success like that. It's you, you kind of catch lightning in a bottle and then you think, well, how the hell do I keep the lightning in the bottle? What do I do exactly. to carry this on? I'm glad to hear that they're still succeeding. Yeah, yeah, this because I, I, I didn't even think this trial was going to be very interesting. When I, after Rittenhouse, I thought, well, how can I get more interested in that? But this one's actually pretty interesting. Uh, it's uh, she's I don't see how they can find her guilty, to be honest with you. So, um, what's uh, what's the Dell analysis? Why is she why is she properly why should she properly be um, acquitted? Well, I mean, one of the things that uh, if you want me to be serious, one of the things yeah, yeah, that uh, that she, they were talking about was that. Uh, well, in, in any uh, that they were arguing today was that uh, it, it, whether she pulled a taser or a or a gun, uh, lethal force was not justified in this case. So the, the state was saying that much, the state was saying that. So the state okay. is pretty much uh, pretty much knows now that they have no case. The only thing that they can do right now, they think the defense is going to come up and say, "Well, it doesn't matter that she pulled a taser or, or pulled a gun instead of a taser. She would have been justified in pulling both." So. Why should she go to jail just because she pulled a gun when she legally was could have pulled a gun? So now they're they're trying to head that off by calling that expert witness today to say that you know what she he couldn't. But I don't see how it doesn't really matter. I mean, you have people in a car; they're hanging out of the car. The guy's trying to get the car in gear. He's trying to get it going, mm-hmm. and you need to stop that. He's going to run over people. He's going to pull people out of the car. The expert witness is saying, "Well, yo, the guy wasn't in the car anymore." Okay, I guess you never heard about doors on a car, right? Because <laughs> hmm. so those couldn't do anything to him, I guess. If the guy, because what's the first gear out of park you get to? Reverse. And oh, look at that! Here comes a door at me. Oh well, at least I wasn't in the car. Boom! <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're you know you're down on the on the pavement. Yeah. So this guy was an idiot. Um, it's 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 so much. I mean, if you don't resist arrest, if you get in the car, it's like the guy started resisting arrest as soon as they said, "Why, why, we have some warrants for you," and immediately, boom, he took off. So he, he was compliant arrest. until then. Is that how it went? That's right. He was compliant up until okay. the point where they say, well, we have outstanding warrants on you. Next thing you know, they're trying to put cuffs on him. He runs for his car. They're trying to stop him. He gets in the car. So they're all around the car. They're saying, stop, stop. We're going to tase you. We're going to tase you if you don't stop. If you don't tase you, you're going to stop. He's like pushing him away. He's grabbing for the He's grabbing for the keys. He's gra- the, the car, I think, was on. He's grabbing for the gear shift to try to put it in the drive or something. So the cops go in there. They try to pull it out of drive. It's all happening. Like, this is all happening in six seconds. Yeah. And then Kim Potter comes up to him and goes, oh, my God, he's, he's getting ready to put it in drive. He's getting ready to drive off. There's, my people are in the car. They're going to get hurt. If, he, if we can't let this guy dry off, we smell marijuana. He's probably on drugs. He's probably high, and he's going to drive away in a high-speed car and kill people. Can't let that happen. So taser, taser, taser. And she pulled her gun by accident and killed him. Hmm. 
She um, so, and now no. they're saying she's expected to take the stand sometime soon. The defense case hasn't started yet, but they're expecting her to speak. That will be something I certainly want to tune in to see. Yeah, it's it's very uh, like I said, all of it's uh, except for last couple of days where they had that one witness on the stand for literally for four hours. Ugh. It was like two hours yesterday and another hour and a half today. It was just oh, God, they're putting the they're literally the state's putting the jury to sleep, which I guess can only yeah. help the defense. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, it was just, it's just, but it's still fascinating to, to see this and, and and see what the, it's another corrupt, I mean, it's like another one of these cases where, like the Rittenhouse, they should never have brought charges. This should have been a pretty much open and shut. We've got it all on video. We see what happened. We see him resisting arrest. We see him get in the car. We see him try to drive away. We see them try to stop him, even though he's still trying to get away, even though he's, but, but we don't care about that. It's like, yeah. uh, who cares? His skin color. That's all that matters. And there were, uh, there were canceled riots after the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict though. So we got to make up for those and maybe Kim Potter. So that's, that's probably the big thing right there is that people you know are going to the... think, well, if we, if we don't convict her, there's going to be riots. Yeah. Well, and you wonder if it, if she's acquitted and there are riots, one of the ironies is the, the actual incident, the shooting happened. I think during the Derek Chauvin trial or right around the same time or like, so I can't remember if, what day it was, but it might've it been. Was, yeah. it, the, the shooting was in April, 2020. And that's when Derek Chauvin's trial ended. They might've been simultaneous. I'll have to go back and check. But if the, the riots that never happened because of the Derek Chauvin um, appeasement of the mob end up getting picked up because of Kim Potter, uh, getting getting acquitted that's going to be a, an interesting sight to watch but but uh th- appreciate the uh the thoughts and the analysis man and of course yeah uh, it's a good it's interesting to watch i recommend that channel uh the one thing that though is that uh, i hope the same thing doesn't happen that happened during the rittenhouse trial i remember when the judge's phone went off yeah and, said, and god bless the usa played my big fear is that her phone's going to go off and it's going to be playing pumped up kicks by Foster the People. Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for the thoughts oh. and Merry Christmas to you and to Ma uh, Maud and all of the family down at the Double Wine. And, all right. Um, Merry Christmas to y'all too. Happy New Year as well. Y'all say Happy New Year. Bye bye. Okay, we are due for a break. Let me see. Are we? Uh, yeah. Then we'll take the last segment of calls. After that, we're good over on Tippy Stream. Um, if you got any on YouTube, we'll take those. I do, Knuckle Hunky Buck. If I could have a beer with anyone from history, I'd have to pick Samuel Adams and Sam with Samuel Adams. Pick a Samuel Adams. I fucked it up. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> He's, a Samuel always, Adams with Samuel Adams. He always has the <laughs> top tier clever chats. I'm not a big. I'm not a big fan of Sam Adams beer, to be honest. But that's not a bad pick. Is, I should ask this offline. Is Guy Fox an, a real historical figure? Um, I was wondering, I was intending to research that today when I watched V for Vendetta. Shut so up, I live had, chat. Everyone I had shut assumed up. that that was a historically true event of some sort. But I don't why have a lot the of knowledge left, on Why that. do they get the masks? Why? Well, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about this on Sunday, though. No more movie talk. Fine. Ameripole. Waterloo's. Water. Do you have a problem with my, my wife's Waterloo a big drink? fan loves Waterloo got to get the Costco the pack is that what you buy I do uh, the yeah. peach ones are the best I just started this with this black cherry and I'm I don't like Dude, it. the Costco pack comes with grape though oh yeah it's it's like someone dropped a children's chewable Tylenol into uh, a LaCroix that's what it tastes I'm white like. I don't drink or eat grape flavored food 
One hundred percent of people this is, would eat. This is part of Costco's diversity initiative. Is yeah, grape totally. Waterloo. Yeah. No, I like peach flavored things. Things for white people. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, John or Ameripol, been a long time viewer and don't want to feel like a freeloading jogger. So here's some shackles. Thank you. <laughs> wow. We appreciate uh, it. Thanks. Thanks for supporting the show. Jonathan Prezios. Hey, the mask mandates have made he made it here. Uh, New York, Long, Long Island. I'm pissed off and I'm going to quit, but I want blonde to quit for me. But this can wait until Sunday. I'll super chat Sunday. You can go off at the boss. I would I'd love to do that. <laughs> I love quitting my own jobs. So is that, I, is that part of the uh, business model now? We will make a custom fuck you video for your boss that you can yeah. quit with. Fuck huh? you. <laughs> Kelwin 58 based on when it transpired. My last bout with COVID-19 was the Delta variant with no chance to buy ivermectin. My fever lasted a full 12 days coinciding with my employer's mandatory 14 day quarantine. Damn. Sucks. That's a rough drop. Sorry to hear it. Stogies and boomsticks. In regards to Kim Potter, you said as a juror, you want to judge by reason. The current jury is 12 folks not smart enough to get out of jury duty. So probably not the greatest thinkers in the room. Ah. <laughs> Yes. I've I've only been called for jury duty I think three times in my life. And each time I've never made it to even questioning in the case. I've just been let go before anything happened. I've never been but, called to jury duty. Uh, but I guess my Do you have to be registered to vote? No, you it's just as a resident. It it doesn't have anything to do with your voter registration. Everybody has the obligation, I believe, regardless. I wonder of your, why that hasn't happened yet. I don't know. It's only happened to me. Uh, it might only be two. Once was in California. One was here. Was there another one that I was excused? Anyway, my point is my desire to serve on a jury is obviously dependent on what kind of case it is. Would I sit yeah. on the Kim Potter jury? 100 yeah. percent. Sounds fascinating. Uh, do mm -hmm. I want to sit on like some boring ass uh, stupid case that doesn't matter, which I'm sure 90 percent of them in this town are? No. Yeah. It's just like, can I know the case before I? Try to get out of jury duty. That would help me. I know. <laughs> I know. I wish. Um, yeah. We'll circle back. Okay. Man, now I'm wondering if I've been called to jury duty. Like I wasn't changing my ad my addresses quickly enough. Probably I'm pretty sure they get out. you if you don't respond. <laughs> that uh, that isn't that criminal or something. Yeah, the, I'm, I probably have a bench warrant in like New York or something. <laughs> oh well, who cares? You're never going back there. <laughs> I went back there to get married. <laughs> and if you do go back, you can. They'll make you wear a mask anyway, so you can just hide. <sighs> Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Next up is uh Joe Kell. Joe Kell, you there? Mr. Joe Kell. How you guys doing? Oh, there we go. What's on your yeah. mind? Uh not too much. I thought it'd be brief this week. Sure. So I got on last week already. Uh I wanted to ask what argument or justification do I need to make? to convince you to change your rating of the movie heat from three to four wikis. Nah. Mm, I, I'm open to it, but the thing, the number one way to improve the movie to me is to chop out like 45 minutes of bullshit. It, it would be addition by subtraction. Mostly. I, I don't hate that movie. It's just, it, it drags on unnecessarily in my opinion. What if I, so even if I said, 25 minutes instead of 45. Not it's not like it's a, it's not like I have an absolute number in my head, but, but <laughs> you, you make me the, the strongest argument. Why? Well, I suppose what would convince me is why for me, I thought most of the family stuff 
was way too drawn out, way too much information, and those characters were not interesting or compelling. So it was the only interesting part of the movie. Right. And Blonde feels the opposite. Okay. But okay, okay so okay. for me, okay, for me, Matt, convince me this. why the family I stuff can... is important, and then Blonde will get her go. Wait, no, I <laughs> I would argue with you though that if you did cut the family stuff, it would only actually be about twenty five minutes. It wouldn't be forty five. Sounds awesome. I just want to watch the gunfighting. <laughs> Wait, the movie would only be 25 minutes or they would have edited 25 minutes out? Because that movie needed a solid hour edited out. Oh, no, I I wildly disagree. It's three hours long. Okay, but the parts that like so in my mind, the parts that I could chop out that would even shorten the story with, I don't know, let's say roughly, you know, 20, 20 minutes. Uh, You could get rid of the the. The stupid white guy uh, who was, you know, banged the black girl and then killed her. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, oh, yeah. Didn't didn't need that. Like, don't need that at all, because the whole point of killing him was just the revenge for, you know, uh, snitching. Right. That part didn't need to be involved. You, you can cut all that out. You can cut. Then you can cut out the part with Pacino going home and talking about how, you know, he had to listen to. Or go see a, a baby fried in the microwave. Like all that time, those are a lot of minutes. Like you, you can cut all that out, and it would be way better. That's and true. There would, were too we, many antagonists and protagonists. This movie had too many fucking characters. Make it about Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that right. Natalie Portman dies. But <laughs> we're done for for the length of the film. I would at least justify that it makes an effort to give every character as much of an arc as possible which is something that is far too often lost on modern cinema. Most, most characters don't get any growth or arcs. But there are uh, too many characters. It's like they couldn't right. do it well because there were too many characters. Ironically, this call has gone on for too long. Do you have anything else? <laughs> so there you go. I suppose you nope. did promise being brief. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I certainly don't hate the movie. It's, but let's put it this way. Do I want to sit down and watch Heat again at any point? Probably not. Fair like enough. I, but then again, if I wanted to make the argument for it, there, there, you know, there's plenty of content to consider if you made the decision to do that. But, but yeah, um, no, 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 I'm good. Uh, on my last word, blonde, I'm not sad that you hate us all. <laughs> you guys have a good night. I truly do. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. Merry truly Christmas. Fair Merry Christmas. I know a fat guy is up next, Mister Fat Guy, or the fat guy that you know. Oh. Hey, greetings there? from the Democratic People's Republic of New York. No. Yeah, they've, uh, well, Kathy Hochul, man, uh, now that you're a few months into her reign, do you miss Andy yet, or uh, you like you like Kathy better? I don't know. It's, it, it's up in the air whether or not she's worse or not. I mean, I guess she's a little less corrupt, but she's still just as bad. Hmm. So, basically, I was going to give you guys a choice. Uh, what's going to be happening next year, or I happen to know a couple people who actually think Joe Biden's doing a good job. Uh, <laughs> that. Uh, I'm I, I'm more interested in what's going to happen next year than okay okay than the delusions because uh, you know I know you have some insight in markets and finance and that kind of stuff and I uh, I'm curious about what sort of troubles we may face or maybe you're more optimistic than that. Oh no, I'm not optimistic. Okay. Well, let's first start with. Uh, this is kind of fallen under the radar. Israel placed an order with the U.S. for uh, planes that can refuel jets in flight, for mm-hmm. four of them, and they demanded that two be delivered immediately. Why? 
Well, the uh, the going theory is that they're getting ready to bomb Iran. Oh, that would be so awful. Hmm. Oh God. I mean, so, depending on what you depending on what you think about Ukraine, like I could easily see Putin going into Eastern Ukraine, not occupying the whole country. I could see Iran bomb uh, Israel bombing Iran. So we're gonna have multiple international flashpoints to create World War Three or something like that. I don't think you'll get World War Three, but you'll definitely have an international like problem. Hmm. <laughs> you think Biden's going to deploy the military or anything? I highly doubt it. I don't think he has, uh, even if it was necessary and justified. I just don't think he has the appetite or the guts to do it. And I say that as someone who would like to avoid international conflict as much as possible, but especially with how bad the Afghanistan stuff went for him, I don't think he has any appetite or political capital to start sending people into more conflict overseas. Oh yeah. I don't think he does, but I, I would say if that does happen, I mean, I would, if I was Taiwan, I'd be sweating bullets. Cause if, depending on what Biden does, don't you think that I'd be looking, Hey, you know, you could overwhelm Taiwan pretty easily. Uh, and Taiwan yeah. is, yeah. and Taiwan is a, a major supplier of those little chips. Uh, the semiconductors that we're so short on, they're like it's one of the, the biggest suppliers. They're the, the reasons you can't get uh, PC parts or new cars or anything like that. It's those damn well, Taiwanese. Uh, it, it has to do with like, there's a bunch of uh, places that were in uh, Japan that shut down because of coronavirus and the freeze in Texas shut down a number of pan- plants as well. But if, oh, really? uh, the freeze if, wasn't how long ago was that though? That was, that was the beginning of this year. Yeah, like January or something. Yeah, that freeze is still having is still causing major problems. No, it just it just add, uh, just added a backlog to it. Gotcha. Like the, the plants uh, shut down for like a like a month or so or something I see. like that. Okay. Yeah, but if you want the the financial stuff, uh, the Fed said they're going to be tapering even faster. So just so you know, the last time the Fed has tapered over the last two decades, the market has tanked. Most notable is two thousand eight. Okay, so that happened so right before the uh, the the big uh, the big crash yeah, in two thousand eight. So we're, are we on the cusp of that? I would say I would say the financial calamity that everyone's been kind of waiting for, you know, all the preppers have been waiting for, could be less than six months away. Hmm. I was reading a 4chan post, which is you know notoriously reliable, but but they were talking about Weimar Germany. I think really graceful posted it on our Instagram. And she said in or the the four channer, I should know this from you know history, but in 1922, um, when hyperinflation had begun in Weimar Germany, everybody was interpreting it as uh, like a major growth in wealth and as post-war stability. So people were selling their houses for twice as much as they had bought them for in like 19, 19, 1920. Uh, they were selling their furniture out of their house, things like that, like things that we're seeing right now. And then within a year to two years, all of them were, um, you know, broken, starving. Hmm. Well, uh, I don't know if we'll see like hyperinflation. I knew, I do know if you were actually measuring inflation the way they did in 1982 today, it would be like 14%, not Oof. like 7%. Yeah. If, yeah. Why wouldn't we see hyperinflation? <laughs> well, um, I think mainly because, uh, the dollar is the world reserve currency. So there's a lot of interest in keeping it kind of that way. And the, the world is more globalized because when it comes to like, like these isolated things like Venezuela, Argentina, Zimbabwe, you're just dealing with a small little country. 
you're dealing with the United States, you're dealing with a lot bigger. So it, the dollar gets diluted a lot more. Although that's not to say if everyone dumped the dollar, we couldn't go through that. It's definitely possible. Why wouldn't people dump the dollar? Uh, because they're too entrenched. The- At some point, they will. We're, well, we're not going to be a wor- an enduring world power. We don't have yeah, what it takes. But the- the thing is, is that most of the world markets, like you've probably heard of the petrodollar, like all mm. oil is priced in dollars. Yes. So the vast majority of countries have to use when they want to exchange from their currency to another currency, it goes through the dollar. More and more countries are setting up exchanges to like just trade in their own currency or in another currency. So it, it's like one of the things uh, Biden threatened uh, Putin with was to take him out of the SWIFT, which is the banking kind of like system that uses American dollars as the inter-exchange. That's why you can't dump the dollar that quick. Hmm. Hmm. But if the Fed actually tapers, like they say in March, you could probably easily see uh, a, m- the market tank. And we might get warning because inflation would probably dip down like maybe 3%. That'd be the warning that the market's about to go to hell. And then the Fed will have a choice, fight the recession or fight inflation. They're going to have Oof. to choose. Okay, so uh, not that this is financial advice because I'm not putting you on the hook for anything, but um, are, are there <laughs> anything uh, wise people might do in preparation for such an event? Um, hypothetically. Hypothetically, I would say you want to invest. Well, not all stocks go down in a, a thing. You, want, you would like to buy, if you're going to be in stocks, you'd want to buy stuff which like, people are still going to need, people are still going to buy. You know, companies that make stuff like, uh, say, mining stocks, they've been beaten down a lot lately, lately but people are still going to need copper and stuff like that. Uh, people who make things like, you know, toilet paper, since everyone will be hoarding it, apparently. Um, you could buy Charmin into, like, stock. property. That's, property that's will always good have a value. Them. Yeah, I've heard... Also, I've heard- I've heard a lot of, um, or I've had emailers and callers talk about that before. And I didn't, whenever I, as a very inexperienced slash novice investor, I, I didn't, I, when people say invest in property, I always thought that meant like you buy land, you buy a house or something. I didn't realize it was accessible to people with uh, small amounts of, of money to invest in, in some sort of property management type stuff. Um, yeah, there are, there, there are a thing called REITs, which are like just basically, People who manage like they're like like consortiums of like property management stuff. Yeah, where you can yeah. actually buy in like stocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely look into where they where they're located because I wouldn't want to be in a place that's way overvalued like L.A., San Francisco, those places because those yeah. places could see a huge huge crash. All right. Um, well, thank you for the not advice. Yeah. yeah. Also, also wouldn't be a bad idea to invest in skills like your own skills. Yeah, <laughs> like ninja skills. Uh, well, no, I'd Napoleon say like, Dynamite you know, style. I would, I would say like learning like plumbing. Yeah, for sure. You know, those kind I got to learn that stuff because I can't even find a guy to hire to do the work that I need. Yeah, to, right. You know, like it's, you have to be your own your own uh, contractor at this point. Yeah, yeah. All and right. With the yeah, yeah, and with the the all the economic problems plus the Supreme Court decisions, which will probably put people out on the street. What do you think that equals? Uh, well, I, I, what decisions are you talking about? I might, I'm, oh, when, I don't know uh, what you're referencing. Basically when the, when I, when I think, I think Roe's going to be overturned or either way, it's going to be rolled back a bunch. Uh-huh. So that's going to put a lot of people protesting in the street. You also have oh. economic hardship. You're just talking that like, equal? I see you're talking unrest on a mass scale. I get you. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. And uh, Merry Christmas and happy new year. 
Yep. Merry yep. Christmas. Yep. Have a good one. Adam Redeemed is up next. Adam, are you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, God bless you both. Hope you're having a wonderful December. Oh, you well, too. thank you. You as well. Yeah. Uh, wanted to ask you guys about uh, if you're going to church at all or not. Yeah, every Saturday. Have, has, okay. your, uh, has your church uh, improved its ways at all? Or are they still doing crazy stuff? My church? Yeah. They're pretty good. Um, yeah, it's pretty normal, except the priest wears a mask during communion, but that's it. Hmm. Um, I haven't gone to church. Uh, I'm not going to like any physical church or anything like that. There, mm-hmm. I've had some talk about potential Bible study stuff that I'm a little bit interested in, but there, I haven't, I haven't um, had anything organized happen yet. So, uh, you know, I'm still just uh, carrying on in my degenerate heathen ways for now. But, but the interest is still there. Uh, what denomination, blonde? I'm Catholic. Oh, okay. Is it um, mainstream Catholic or like Sedecovantist? No, I've I've been rejected from the pre-Vatican II church because my husband is unbaptized. And so they said I'm mm-hmm. living in Sid and I can't receive any of the sacraments. And so I was like, fine, I guess I'm going to go to a degenerate post-Vatican II church where they I can get communion. <laughs> there's an easy way to solve that one. I pray for his conversion every night. Uh, so you're going with the the regular Catholic Church. Uh, how how do you feel about going there? I'm a Lutheran. I'm kind of wondering how the Catholic side of thing is going. Um, I do not get any measure of globo homo stuff from my church. Uh, generally, it's good. Like uh, last week, um, in the in in mass they prayed for the conversion of the jews which was awesome and they do stuff like that like you know they they pray for the, one of the one of the priests did a um had a homily where he talked about how uh like being a leftist is a scourge on humanity and mm-hmm. so they're not really mincing words but i have been told by other people in different parts of the country that the catholic church is afflicted and um a family member that shall remain nameless was going to a church in Colorado and the priest there was like the biggest flaming homosexual, which if he's celibate, I can get over it. But he talked like this and I was like, oh, no, this, <laughs> that makes yeah. my skin crawl. The, the the church has a lot of problems. You know, the pope is no. a nightmare. Um, a lot of the priests are faggot pedophiles. Not a lot, but <laughs> the some of the priests. More than one is a problem. Well, yeah. one is a problem too. <laughs> but every church has been infiltrated with with men, and and men are sinners. So you know, uh, you're going to find some degree of of that in every in every church. We don't cut yeah. off babies' foreskins. So that's the important thing. That's that's a pretty good start in the 21st century. <laughs> I had a similar experience with my own family's church, where we had a good pastor. Um, We'll call him Pastor Fred, but uh, after he retired, they brought in a new pastor, and he was kind of limp-wristed, kind of mm. talked the way you were talking. But after that, they brought in a female lesbian pastor. No! And at that point, and at that point, my family threw their hands up and said, "We're done with this. We're leaving." Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
that happened <clears throat> back in like the 90s or so. Um, I found out from my cousin a couple of years ago that the same thing happened to him in his state. And I, I started digging into this and I realized, hold on, there was a mass movement to infiltrate the Protestant and the Catholic churches starting in the 60s and going forward and replacing pastors with homosexuals and lesbians. Yeah. I mean, there is some sort of draw to the lifestyle when you're a homosexual. So I, so some of this is clearly organic. Um, there was also this problem with the nun community too, but I think that it's compared to like public schools, there's, it's, it, it's not nearly as bad, the molestation problem. So, you know, the Catholic church gets a bad rap. Yeah, uh, but it really started with the 1960s with the free love movement. There was uh, post-Vatican II, uh, you brought that up, Vatican II. There seems to be a big driving wedge between the churches that wanted to stay with that and those who didn't want any part of it. Yeah. Mm. As always, we should have listened to Mel Gibson, but we've got to let you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks uh, for the God thoughts. bless you both. God bless you. You as well. Mm, Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why haven't we had, uh, when are the Mel Gibson movies coming up? We're, we're I know. Why are you people not voting for Mad Max's? <laughs> All right. Um, we are close to the uh, bottom of the hour here. We'll get maybe one or two more calls. I know we do have uh, quite a lot of email questions, so we'll probably have to be quick. Uh, Kalare? Kalare? How do I say this? Uh, yeah, that's close enough. Um, How, well, d- tell me the correct way so I remember, even though I'll probably forget just, for next time because I always a, do. Um, a mishmash of my name, so just Kalare. Uh, oh, okay. Kalare. All right. Well, what's on your mind? So I just have a lot of issues um, communicating with like emotional people, specifically my girlfriend. Mm. Like I've been right about um, the effects of inflation. Like I've been telling her, like, look, they're they're printing all this money. Inflation is going to hit hard. And I was right about that. I was telling her, like, listen, they're going to come with new variants and people are going to have to continue getting vaccinated. and it's going to, keep coming in like yearly maybe semi-yearly yeah i was right about that um the thing is she's still i even though i've been right about so many things i just don't feel that that matters because at the end of the day she's like oh i don't want to be thought of as racist i don't want to be thought of as a bad person so how I'll just go old are you how old is she um i'm 28 and she's 27 okay mm, she's kind of old to be saying such stupid stuff yeah, but she's like right. On, she's right at that point where the the switch the is baby flip. crazies. Yeah, yeah. Is um, she yeah, trying to baby a, trap you yet? Uh, I think I'm already trapped. Um, you guys have kids? Is she pregnant? No, she yeah, she's pregnant. She oh, is well, pregnant. Congr- congratulations. Yeah, she is. Oh well. Yeah, I, and again, I don't know if that means like a, that you have leverage or she has leverage. So it was a fight to get her not to abort it. Oh my god. Whoa. Ugh. Well. Uh, good for well, you congratulations for yeah, I mean, good for you for sticking up for for what's right in that situation too um to me what it sounds like is that she is looking for what a lot of women uh tend to look for which is which is leadership and security and uh, her fears that she's talking about well i don't want to be seen as racist i don't want to be seen as uh whatever anti-vax or whatever undesirable thing there is you are her protection and security against that sort of uh feared attack 
against her. And so as much as your reasoned um, arguments may win her over and you know her better than I do. So you tell me if those are effective or not, but, um, but she's looking for somebody that's going to protect her from that sort of threat. And that's, that's really where your role fits in. So maybe you can convince her with that. Like, yeah, these people suck, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in this together and they're not going to harm you. Who cares what they think of you? Cause we're a family union now. And that's, yeah. um, that's not, uh, they, they can't get to that. They can't mess with that. The baby will yeah. ground her. Yeah, I, it's definitely like started to go towards that way because I have a house over in Arizona and we're living in New York right now. And I was able to convince her to like leave the city. She's still kind of dragging her feet, but she's well, how like did realized you, like. Sorry to interrupt. You, you clearly. OK, so you convinced her to move and you convinced her against her inclination to abort the kid. How did you do that? Well, how did that work? What did you do? I didn't. I don't think it was me ultimately. Like it was her getting an ultrasound. I think that huh. um, convinced her that it's like okay, this is like another human being. I was just like the outright like, reality of it. Yeah, like I was trying to come at it like um, logically. Like, listen, um, at what point do you think this is a life? Like, do you think you have uh, two sets of arms? Do you think you have two sets of legs? Do you think you have like two different kinds of DNA inside you? Um, and None of that worked until she was got an ultrasound. She's like, "Oh my god, this is a baby!" Oh my god, oh, is this going to be a disaster? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to try and do my best to, you know, for the kid now, exactly, not just for her. Do you know the gender of the baby? Yeah, it's going to be a girl. Oh, well, okay, congrats. okay. Well, you got some women to wrangle. I know. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, does your, does your dude, husband have any tips, Blonde? Have any tips? I don't know. It's, you, 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 you have a baby daughter, and you just become like, no matter how masculine you are, you just become a giant pussy. Like hmm. my husband's super masculine, and then sometimes he'll be with the baby, and he'll be, Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. Who's my little girl? But Who's you gotta love girl? that. Of course, you love. That. Oh yeah, I know. But you know, your yeah. testosterone actually plummets when you have a daughter. Oh well. Yeah. They're biological um, I mean, I things. A, yeah. I mean, doesn't just having a kid raise your estrogen levels? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a whole thing. Uh, you just, it's probably good that it's a girl. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this. I mean, I'll pray for you guys, but yeah, start, starting just, off on some tough footing. It sound, but it sounds like I the think, moves that you're making are, are having some effect. If you go with, if you say, follow my lead, things are going to be okay, man. That is music to women's ears. And yeah. um, my wife and I agree on matters of reason nine out of 10 times, probably more. She's mm. and she she would freely admit needs affirmation. And yeah, I totally. will freely admit I can't affirm her enough. It's like it's it's just, it's just a need. Really it's an a uphill battle is a thing. Yeah. Well, like yeah. but that's yeah, it's me against like the rest of society. But that's that's what you're there that's for. Good. You're there for the, the to fight unit, for yeah. her against everybody who dares threaten her. That's your role. And if you can provide her with that security, she will respond positively if she's like most women. And the important thing is that she didn't have an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. She might have thought uh, about it, but she didn't definitely do it. Would have been, that definitely would have been like, um, we, we just can't be together anymore. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It, yeah. I don't know how you repair after that. But uh, all right. Well, good luck, man. And, and thanks for sharing your, your thoughts. All right. I really love the show, guys. I've been well, listening since in. early 2016. And this is the oh, cool. first time I've been able to call. Well, thanks for calling in and thanks for sticking around. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. 
Merry Christmas. All right. We will get oh, one. Did you have any other thoughts? No, I just, what a stressful situation. Like yeah. your woman lives in another state and she's like, I'm going to abort your baby. It's like, oh. what do you? Oh, they were, they were living in different states at the time. Maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, I so. Oh, okay. Well, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a tense phone call if that was the case. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, last yeah, call. She, she needs to be isolated from her friends and family. Hmm. Like fear, like he needs to to have the kind of tactics that most people would call spousal abuse <laughs> right up to the line susan well uh, you know isolate her from the people that are making her think that it's okay to have an abortion yeah well thank god that it didn't go the <clears throat> wrong way thank god for everybody involved there yeah. um mr short version of the n-word you get yep. last call tonight what's on your mind okay hey, um a couple things but uh, i'll try and keep them quick there one is that I mainly called in to, uh, you know, throw some hands here. It's Thrust. not really towards you, but more so okay. I wanted to complain about um, these movie nominators and selection people from the audience. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah, me too. Yeah. Early cuties sucks. Only snobby movie people and or pedophiles like that. <laughs> okay. It, okay. Blade Runner, once again, snobby movie people, only like that. You're speaking if my language, you... but that was a blonde pick. You got to pick a fight with blonde on that. <laughs> Blade they Runner did, is they a did, classic sci-fi film with a huge cult following. Oh, yeah, did ex- they? Exactly. Yeah. If you have to justify a movie that it was good for the time. No, I mean, it's good for now. Like... <laughs> Blade Runner is a fantastic film, but I understand why people hate it. Dude, everybody's just like, oh, it's the visual effects and everything. They're so good. Oh, the concept's so great. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe well, you're speaking my language. Like, Those are both ones from me, so. Yeah, maybe back in like the 1600s, okay, when they had stop motion pictures, fine. <laughs> oh the uh, Those pictographs, they were great for their times. Wait, man. is this guy Nick Nigga McNigga? Well, no. I don't know. Oh. I Who's thought you that? said short version of the N-word. His name is just the, is just the short version of the N-word. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that it was our other. Never mind. Proceed. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's mainly why I called in. Um, we can kind of expand on that if you want, or different topics. Well, here's here's the only thing I'll say is is um, obviously there is no nobody is going to get their taste satisfied with each and every pick. Um, but the other side of it too is, do you find any enjoyment in the hate? Because I do. As much as I hated, well, let's put it. Let me back up. I I loved hating Blade Runner. I found enjoyment <laughs> in that. Um, the example of Leon, I didn't even enjoy hating because that was uh, there was some the people who want to defend that movie categorize it as fiction. Like, oh, you, you know, you can talk about violence. You can talk about all these horrible things. Natalie Portman was a real child who was really he was sexualized exploited, in yeah. that movie. And that that's why that's another level of... And the director of, was a real pedophile. Yeah. The, it's, the, it's not fake. Yeah. It's not fake like fake shooting somebody yeah. or, or I, I, fake I say, crime. So like Blade Runner is not like the worst. You know, I'll give you that. That's not the worst. Yeah. But eight, for the most part, I do not enjoy the hating aspect. I go, this is mm. a waste of my time. This is terrible. Oh, I had a buddy who made me watch Caligula, the worst movie of all time. I don't know people that one. Watch it as it will eventually be nominated and then people <laughs> will select it. Yeah. It, Just don't like, make me Ugh. watch Black Swan again or I will quit the show. <laughs> I've never I'll seen it. I'll fucking quit. 
That's the oh, uh, right. the meeting of Natalie Portman and uh, Mila Kunis, right? Yeah, everybody loved that movie, and I watched it. And I was like, "This is comically bad trash." Like, huh. I just hated it so much. If I have to watch that again, I swear to God. I I, I will say that it. for movies to be good, I don't think they should really be topical or even apply. Like, they can apply to topical times, but they can't be. Um, can't be specifically that you know it has to be talking about a broader concept that permeates through time and civilizations and so on yeah, yeah but i don't think those like are mutually exclusive live. either it's like they live yeah sometimes things are topical presently because they are uh because it's a it's a recurring or or broad truth you know and just just because it's relevant today doesn't mean that it isn't broader over time either yeah yeah i agree on that it um yeah so all right that's, that's mainly what i caught in about so that's good well I'll are you on the are you on are, topic. are you on the list for potential nominators uh i did put in one time and then i wasn't sure if it carries on forever right so you so you are I put in and, and again and then <laughs> haven't put in since so yeah once you put it in once it carries on forever so you are eligible to be picked and if you are then I want I, I want pure perfection out of that list. I will oh, expect it'll be top quality, top quality <laughs> All right. here. Okay. All hey, right. I'm gonna hit some. Uh, so there's a category that hasn't been exploited yet, which should be. Which is in, what, in my opinion, when uh, animated stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be weeboo stuff. It can just be some very good animated and some actual legit like foreign films. Yeah, um, nobody's picking one. any foreign films. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I want a no subtitles rule. I don't want to read. That a movie. is asinine. I will not. <laughs> I will not do that. I don't want to read a movie. What's the point of this? Anyway, <sighs> you're missing out. There'll be some top top movies there. All right. Well, I look forward to it, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for yeah, calling. Merry in. Christmas to you as well. All right. How can Oops. how can how Oops, can we I did make it again. More... <laughs> oh, my That's baby the... must be acting up because I hear my parents listening to the Dublin Choral Scholars, which is like the last thing they pull out when she's uh, having a bad time. That was me accidentally joining one of the rooms on the Discord server for the second week in a too. row. Yeah. Yeah. What Whoops. the hell? It, it, did Discord change how it works, or am I just stupid? I can't. I don't know. We're just. We're anyway, stupid. thank you guys for the call tonight. Appreciate it. And um, if you are having trouble getting in. Uh, live or you'd like to participate in the show but you can't do it live of course you can send us a question by email the one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact there is a call-in show question form on the page that's where you submit and we will read those uh right now the first is a blank name will we? yeah no name uh, question are you not concerned with the implications of roe v wade being overturned examples uh, supportive arguments for protection of vulnerable members of society by forced vaccine privacy arguments diminished the problem of blue voters overwhelming red ones state by state so there's no chance of fighting principle over ideology uh, no I, i'm not i think roe is is one of the worst decisions the court has ever made and i don't think that overturning it um, really implicates anything or or implies rather anything that's on on this list so um that, that would be some shame Shaky, shaky standing. I don't think that you could extrapolate on any of those things listed. Support for for um, supportive arguments for protection of vulnerable by forced vaccine. I mean, these are two different things. Protection of the vulnerable yeah. by not killing them. And and as a matter of policy, it would be reverted to the states anyway. I, I don't want the federal government 
deciding these matters, period, in any context, whether I, I like the policy they're setting or the, whether I don't like the policy that they're setting. Um, privacy arguments diminished. Well, the right to privacy was invented into the 14th Amendment. Right. You do have a right to privacy uh, from unreasonable search and seizure in the Fourth Amendment. And if you want additional privacy laws, that's a political question that, again, you can handle in your state. There's nothing... Just because Roe v. Wade gets overturned doesn't mean that people can kick down your doors and illegally search you or something like that. Right, right. The problem of blue voters overwhelming red ones state by state. How's that relevant? Uh, let's see. I think so. There's what the, no chance of fighting for principle over ideology. I think the idea would be blue voters swarming red states with the idea of changing the policies there. Like Texas is an anti-abortion state. Let's all move to Texas to change. Texas that shit's law. happening anyway. They they, yeah. they are really aggressive with that stuff. I saw an actual quote unquote, do you call it a leftist meme? I mean, who knows? But it was a breakdown of how many coastal progressives need to move into specifically our states, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas. It was how many do we need to send there to flip those Senate seats blue so that we can have full control of the Senate for the foreseeable future. And it's, Montana was like 60,000. Idaho was 50,000 or something like that. And, um, and I just... There's a question about that. We, I, I will do that one next. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing I was going to say, like, the numbers are... It's happening already, but it does baffle me. Could you imagine deciding where you want to live based on the prospect of your ability to control to change, other people yeah. across the country? What a weird That's reason. That's think, though. I'm going to I hate the winters, but I'm going to move to Montana to endure the winters because I want to control people through the Senate in D.C. so that people yeah. in West Virginia do what I say. What Most people don't have a commitment to a principle that, that's that strong. Um, They'll be out of here after the first winter if they try. It. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> the name on this is question. Hi, Blonde. What do you think about Idaho flirting with Globo Homo? Heard that a church in Boise replaced a stained glass window featuring Robert E. Lee with black female Methodist bishop. Um, Boise has serious problems. You should read their their K through five sexual health curriculum. It's astonishing. Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't know what to say about this. It's a problem in Coeur d'Alene, too. Um, but all I can do is just not continue to move. So at some point, we're just going to have to fight back. I don't know. Mm. I'm worried about it. Okay. Next up is kitchen sink. Been on the white pill train recently. New based girlfriend spending Christmas with her family. 10 day vacation coming up with my family in DeSantis land. Holiday cheer is real. Just wanted to focus on some white pills. What are some treasured Christmas traditions you'll be sharing with your families or new ones you're starting with your spouse or kids? Well, my family doesn't have a lot of, um, I mean, I certainly had more Christmas traditions when I was younger and it and Christmas involved going to my grandma's house or there were more extended, it was more extended family involved, more recent Christmases. It's, it's kind of just me and my parents and it's mostly just a be together, have a good meal, relax type thing. There's not a lot of specific traditions, but, um, now with, um, with, with Calvin and, and his future Christmases, I will certainly be thinking about how to make those um, meaningful experiences. And this year, you know, I'm kind of off the hook in that way because there's not much to be remembered for yeah. him, but yeah. you know, you're kind of in as you're, you're a year ahead there. So you get the, you get to set those new traditions and start having some experiences that she's sure to remember. So what, uh, what are you thinking about in that way? Um, well, we do all the standard stuff, present opening. Typically we go to mass, 
Um, and then uh, last year we started doing um, English breakfast the day mm. before Christmas. Or was that Thanksgiving? I don't know. We're going to start doing that, though. And then the real tradition that's emerging is that my brother and my husband get blacked out drunk. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's entertaining. Yeah. No, it's a nightmare. They just start talking about how there are too many women in their lives. I'm going to have all daughters. It's going to be a nightmare. This is um, XFD. Do you endorse or condone submitting the cartel mutilage mont <laughs> mutilation montage video uh, as my proof of vaccination at work? Endorse. Well, the thing is, it's not the video. If you wanted to use it for shock factor, it's not immediate enough it kind of warms up it's a slow burn of horrific scenes you might have so, to do a, a an actual he said montage though well but that the video he's referencing that was um compiled by our our friend and listener el vaquero is like 14 minutes of of various cartel violence footage and um so it is a montage it's just it's not like a click and it's not going to Rick roll you with the immediacy that Rick rolling someone would, you know? So, okay. Do, do I, do I, would I, is that the way I would quit a job? Probably not. Um, pro that, then again, the last time I quit a job, it was a much more civil time. So, I don't know. I mean, you tell me if they're trying to force, uh, if they're trying to force violence upon you. Give him a show of the violence they seek. I, no, he I should. Suppose. Okay, here's what he should do. He should make a montage of that. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> and intersperse it. So they think that they're watching it. Intersperse it with cartel violence. Ah, you're going to have to make your own edit. Yeah. For sure. God, that um, kid. I forgot about that. Poor little autist. I want to poor little kid. I, that was such a delicate topic because on the one hand, like I wanted to talk about it because... It shows what these people are willing to do to put a kid with obvious challenges on public political display for this bizarre religious devotion yeah. to Dr. Fauci. On the other hand, I don't want to go too hard in making fun of him because he clearly is a kid with significant challenges. So but it's also like it was funny. I mean, it so, was it was it was top tier cringe. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Pinch to Zoom. Hey, love the show. I have either of you seen the interview with Kyle's personal security guard. It's been up a few days, but not getting much traction. T.C. Willis. He was with Kyle 24-7 for a month during trial and has an interesting take of the experience. Um, I had not even heard about this until I saw this. In, no, I, that's in something our... I'd probably like to listen to, though. So uh, I don't see a link here, but if you have a link, send it to me. And uh, yesterday I was having a conversation. I was unaware. Did you know Thomas Binger, as in assistant district attorney, prosecutor in the Rittenhouse case, Thomas Binger? Mm -hmm. uh, he only used one foot, Thomas Binger. Oh, he I, did, I know. He did. I, I'm just... In case anyone has forgotten, that's all. <laughs> uh, Thomas Binger did a whole hour podcast and I haven't listened to it yet, but a listener tipped me off to this and I certainly will. It's called the Miranda files is the name of the podcast. And uh, I can't say specifically all the things he said, but it did answer one important question for me um, based on this listener's experience, which is that Thomas Binger legitimately believes the things that he was saying at the trial. I had a question of, did he just get assigned this case and he has to, make the best case of it that he can, or does he really believe the absurdities that are coming out of his mouth? Yeah. And he really believes them. So I got to listen to this whole hour podcast to, you know, who did Yeah, uh, the listener who told me apparently actual justice warrior did a, a video breakdown of, of this. So that's how he oh, really? became aware of it. Man, I love so, that guy. 
I can't, so, how have I been on, on the internet for so long? And I just discovered somebody that is operating within the same realm. Hmm. It, that never happens anymore. Uh, I've certainly heard the name. I, I know that. So you had of, heard of him before. There's a lot of crossover in the audience. Yeah. Man. Uh, Franco is French speaking. Fucko is masturbation immoral. Okay. Hmm. I've got a nuanced take on this. Yes. But, uh, I think that when you deal with, when you try to spread religious extremism, uh, you can do it to a point of detriment. So do I think that masturbation is like the same kind of sin as premarital sex? No, no, it's, it's not as bad. It's not as bad. Right. This, uh, earlier times in my life, I would have said this is a categorical no. Um, yeah, because I used to conceptualize morality again as basically your relationship with other people. Nobody else is harmed in this behavior. How could it possibly be immoral? This is one of the areas where C.S. Lewis and his philosophy was was pretty enlightening to me um, because there are sort of at least in the way he thinks. And I, I tend to believe it as well. There are different boxes of morality in terms of the law. We generally no, regulate right. our, our behavior with other people. That's kind of a morality to others type realm. But there exists a whole additional realm. I've, I've asked this question on the show before. Can you be immoral to yourself? Um, yeah, you, you can. You can drink yourself to death. That would be immoral behavior. You can you can um, gamble away your life savings and have nothing to show for yourself. That would be kind of a an immoral behavior in that it betrays yourself and your purpose. Yeah. Masturbation is a, is a vice of a similar category to me. Does it mean that like you're a, a quote unquote bad person or something? No, but that sort of thing can lead you to deviate away from what is the best version or form of yourself and what is the purpose of that uh, sexual pleasure that you're seeking, which is right properly assigned to a family arrangement and of course the 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 production of kids. So. I mean, I, I'm not up here to to tell everyone, oh, you're you're scum of the earth. If, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, it's a vice like any other that can lead you away from the best version of yourself. And yeah. in that sense, yeah. there's an immorality there. Exactly. Uh, Charlie says, <laughs> "What do you make of the Brazilian wax? Is it immoral? No. Uh, personally, I see it as pedo normalization, along with calling your girlfriend baby. I don't know. I don't have a problem with the." with the baby thing, but I do, I do hate this trend. I think it's really bizarre and it's a, a manifestation of us adopting porn culture in our own sex lives. Um, Billie Eilish recently said something like really enlightening about this. She was talking about how porn destroyed before she ever even started having sex, destroyed her image of what sex should be. And, um, has destroyed her early sexual experiences. Hmm. So I was like, wow, I, I actually really appreciate her saying that. But this is a product of of porn. The natural state of things is that women have pubic hair. Everyone shut up about it. Is there a, a distinction? Uh, this is kind of a rhetorical question because I'd have to ask the question asker, Charlie. So I'm not asking you to um, assume his um, position on this. But would there be a distinction in his mind between, say, like more routine grooming versus... The actual uh, clean waxing. Probably. I mean, the Brazilian wax is like, like they, they wax your ass. Like they, they wax everything. everything. Every hair. Every hair All right. is gone. Yeah. 
like a little maintenance is just proper form. I don't know that I, I, I see where you're, where you're coming from. I don't know that I can go as far as to say pedo normalization. It's bizarre. Only children don't have any pubic hair. It's weird. I suppose. But like, what's the line between grooming and, and just maintenance and like, is it? The Brazilian is the line. So it's, if you have to leave some hair, it has to be some. Okay. All right. (laughs) Just so I'm clear on the standard. Uh, wow, I'm really uncomfortable tonight. Thanks the, how many? How many? This is like the second or third week in a row we've had a, a question of that theme. I'm telling you, we're getting spammed by the same people because Maybe. of the form on our website. Maybe. Light of the Empire. If good times create weak men, why should we pursue good times at all? Um, mm. You just want to stay in bad times in perpetuity. That's fucking lazy. You need you need good times. Yeah, I mean, if we're not pursuing good times, then what the hell are we building? Yeah, why bother? You need you need that unachievable combination of of good times and vigilant strong men. But that's the point. Is uh it doesn't last long. We can we can keep trying though. No indeed. But yeah, I I yeah, I It's like if you didn't have if you genuinely believed there was no prospect at good times in the future and you didn't want to work for those good times. I mean, what the hell you have left? Yeah, I don't why I don't know what I would do at that point. <clears throat> why bother? Why get up every morning? Another blank name says, I'm trying to figure out how to raise my two girls, both under the age of three, on how to eventually value relationships where the the male is the leader of the house. I accidentally fell into the type of marriage. uh, I accidentally fell into that type of marriage and to this day don't understand how much I rely on my husband uh, and consult him before making plans or decisions decisions this is mutual but not so much necessary on his part i'm happy with this and agree with blonde when she says it is needed for men to be assertive and rein in women's irrational ways blonde do you plan to raise your daughters to this value and matt how do you plan to have your son um value this in relationships can you answer i need to reread this yeah uh i when i have the the talks about women with my son it will be exactly of those themes and that's something that took longer for me to figure out as a young man because i i i, I what for whatever reason as a young man i was way too much of a woman respecter and it's not that you don't respect women you do but women don't respond to being pedalized uh mm. pedestalized they respond to a leader. They want leadership. They want decisions made. They want the themes that we were talking about with the, the caller previously. They want security. So it's not, you know, it, the most delicate thing to explain to my son, I think, will be how to find the balance between assertiveness, leadership, um, going for what you want, but also understanding when it's a definite no and you need to scurry away from that one. That's. I was too far on the deference side. You go too far on the uh, powerful male side, I suppose. You also risk um, potentially stepping on some toes in in that way. So I, I mean, how will I talk to him about it? Exactly the way that you're talking about it. But with um, with an understanding for what, um, what assertiveness in combination with respect means, I suppose. Right, right. Um... Okay, I've reread your question. Uh, I don't want Emmeline to waver in indecisiveness. Like, I'm a very decisive person, and it seems like it's a bad quality, 
But if you marry somebody that's masculine enough and that's more decisive than you, then you have two people in the family that are good at making decisions. That means that you'll butt heads sometimes, but it also means that I don't have to defer to him for a lot of stuff, which takes a lot of pressure off of him. And he doesn't have to deal with a lot of like piddling bullshit for me. Mm. And I think that he probably appreciates that. So first things first is getting her to the point where she's confident and she has good judgment and she can make her own decisions. And then getting her in a relationship with somebody that's more masculine than she is and she trusts him and he can be trusted so that she feels like she can defer to his decision making when she is in a bind. That's the real thing. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I guess the way to do that is um, just to teach her to have good values and to 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 have good judgment. And yeah, it's interesting. It's it's a combination of of having good values plus trusting your instincts. You know, I mean, like right, men right. have a natural instinct to lead, and I think in my younger years I was taught to restrain that too much. Yeah, um, women have a, a natural instinct to seek that security. Of course, both of those have their vices. Men can be abusive. Sure. Women can be and abused and vice versa, by the way. But just women generally can, can yeah. fall, you know, their submission can lead them off a cliff. If you right. are submissive to the wrong man, you're fucked. Like, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Like, you, you have to have good enough judgment that you can choose to whom being submissive is not going to destroy your life. Yeah. Values first, then trust your instincts. I suppose that's a, a yeah. good way of summarizing it demolition man should there be a maximum age limit for presidential candidates yeah 65 <laughs> i suppose that's fair or do we want just a competency test age is a proxy for mental health uh you know mental fitness all that sort of stuff would you would you rather have an age or would you rather have a test 65 just 65 but there are plenty of uh early onset people under under 65 that's true 65. I suppose I would be in favor of this general concept. I mean, to the extent that we have a minimum age, because we seem to say that people under this age threshold are not of sufficient experience or judgment uh, capacity yeah, to be president. Then why not the other end? The yeah. upper end makes at least as much sense. So if I were to throw out the upper end, but maintain the lower end, I don't know what consistent principle would guide that. Yeah. Rick says, apparently the FBI opened an investigation into the hate mail, quote unquote, that Jesse obviously sent himself back in 2019, but I can't find any updates. The letter included a crushed white powder that turned out to be aspirin. Uh, any normie who pulled a stunt like this would get nailed with federal terrorism charges. Am I the only one who remembers this? You know, I do remember that. And, and <laughs> I, I will, don't remember I will this at all. <laughs> I will confess that I've kind of forgotten about it. So thank you for the reminder. But if people don't remember Jussie's famous hoax hate yeah. was actually a follow-up to a letter that arrived on the Empire set two weeks prior. It is believed Jussie sent it, but <sighs> it is also alleged that Jussie was unsatisfied with the reaction to that letter. As in, he tried a hate hoax. It didn't work. It didn't work, so he went really next level on the next one. But yeah, I, I, I agree that... Um, if we're going to go after people for their their hate letters in other contexts, specifically if they have substances that are meant to imply a threat or, or threaten right. people, if they even if they aren't physically uh, or actually doing that. I mean, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesse is not a person who gets it. And I don't um, you know, I don't know that I'm the most hawkish person ever in terms of prosecutorial philosophy. But this is a guy who keeps committing crimes. 
and does not get it and doubles down on the lies. Like that has to have consequences. You can't keep getting away with this shit. Yeah. So we shall see. I'm, I will, I can't tune in, but I'll be watching his sentencing hearing in January closely because that's where the real justice happens. Call me auntie Sem height. I think, I think this one's yours. <laughs> Uh, hi, Matt and Blonde. I love you both. I'm not talking about important life lessons here. I want to know about stuff your parents, grandparents taught you that you appreciate and use every day. Um, well, for me, my, my, both my grandfathers died when I was, uh, about, well, I think, uh, the second one I was 10. I mean, they, both my grandfathers were gone by the time I was 10 or thereabouts. Um, my grandma's um, I mean, I don't know that, that they taught me specific lessons other than they were just great classic grandmas who provided a, a very uh, wholesome house to visit, you know, like my grandma's brownies and she would she would bake these brownies and there'd be specific food items. And and so I suppose that the lesson that was implied there was what a a good, wholesome home looks like. As yeah. opposed to sitting me down and giving me some sort of philosophical discussion. And I think for my parents, too, it is more lesson by example as opposed to um, sitting me down as a young man and telling me how the world works. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think and I hope to demonstrate a successful marriage and successful parenthood myself because I'm mirroring what my parents did. And my parents are together to this day and they've given me the security to take risks to build what I have. And that's what I fully intend on passing on to my son. So my entire family is not, um, they're not very verbally philosophical. I would say it's not like we're going to sit down and, and, and have detailed philosophical discussions in that way. They're just going to do the right thing and they're going to show up on time and they're going to have a stable home. And that's really what matters more, no matter how right you are about, the philosophy that you sit around and talk forever about as we do on this show. Right. It doesn't really matter unless you exhibit that, that lifestyle and those values yourself. And my family um, has done that. And that's why I'm in the position that I am. So those are the lessons that I learn. Um, that's hard because um, all of my grandparents died and my grandma was kind of a disaster. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. My mom is, reinforced my quest for truth i think that's an important hmm. an important life lesson although we kind of all came to it at a late date yeah well and i think of the other thing i'll say about my parents too that the roles that they filled were um very classic important roles you know my dad fills a role of adventure and um i don't know just going out into the world and and taking risk and my yeah. mom fills the role of providing a safe, secure, healthy, happy home. And those That's are true, those yeah. are two sides crucially important for uh, for any child, but I think especially for a young man. You know, like I, I need to know how to go out there and take risk and and know a little danger, and I need to know that when things get really rough, I can go back and have the security of of my mom's, um, you know, what she provides in the home setting. Yeah. So those are things I. I take lessons of too and i hope that my wife and i are able to produce that gay balls did i read that one uh yeah i think so christmas cheer says hi blonde what is your menu for thanksgiving christmas and new year uh, breakfast lunch and dinner the whole thing wow do you have any traditions what about you matt oh we talked about the traditions earlier um we do the same this is an easy easy answer we do the same 
meal for Thanksgiving and Christmas. We don't really do anything special for New Year. And we don't eat breakfast or lunch. We just fast and then have dinner at like 5 p.m. Mm. It's a perfectly basted heritage turkey, mashed potatoes, um, stuffing in, in and out of the turkey, sweet potatoes, cranberries. I like to do a roasted Brussels sprout. Am I forgetting anything? I, think that's I don't it. know. Gravy. Um, the, the traditions that I, uh, the traditional food that I'm big on, and this is no shot at you know, mashed potatoes, stuffing, love them all. But the one, the thing I eat basically only this time of year, um, I would say fruit pies, but it's specifically cherry pie and apple oh. pie. Oh, yeah. And like blueberry pie can go to hell. Pumpkin pie, don't care. Um, it can be okay, but you know, not a fan. And I never eat them any time, any other time of year. Cherry pie, apple pie. A good cherry and apple pie. I, okay. Yeah. I, I can't hate on you for loving pie. Uh, alluring Akbar. Hi, guys. Love your work. Where do Sri Lankans rank on the hierarchy of Asians? <laughs> I, I have not, never even... There's, they rank so low that it's never even occurred yeah, to me. Muslim to, or something? Yeah. What, what even are they? Um, how can the Constitution <laughs> have meaning if the last American declaration of war was in 1942? That's a scag question. Yeah, well... It, it, as in many other contexts, we have determined it's constitutionally acceptable for Congress in this case to delegate its constitutional authority to another branch of government. Yeah. Um, I suppose, I mean, you can make an argument on either side of that. If you consent to giving your authority to another person to exercise, has the constitution really been violated? Especially if the constitution has no express prohibition of such thing. Uh, but I don't like that on principle. If there's any constitutional amendment that I would love to see, it's it's some clarification of that, that the branches cannot delegate their powers to the other branches. Otherwise, what's the difference? It's just everybody. It's the three branches of government consenting to the very sort of centralized government that our entire system is designed to protect yeah. against. Yeah. So that's how i mean to answer the question how have they done this that's how because congress in a technical sense has consented and has declared they've just given the executive that ability to do it in a open-ended fashion and i don't think we should be doing that obviously incompetent hand says my parents were too liberal when it came out and when it came to mature content if blonde knew how old i was when i first saw natural born killers she would want my mom arrested but some movies like back to the future or even terminator 2 uh, which is basically a comic book movie helped shape me. Matt mentioned he saw Jurassic Park when he was younger. And I think this is part of why Blonde was hesitant to have Emmeline believe in Santa. There's magic when you're younger that you want your kid uh, or there's magic when you're younger and you don't want your kid to have a panic attack at 13 because she saw Michael Myers for the first time. Fine line between coddling and corrupting. At what age will you let your children watch some of these movies? I don't know. I mean, I have to. So I don't really know. I know that Emmeline's not going to remember anything until she's three. I still try to limit the amount of violence that she sees when I'm watching a movie. Like I'll cover her eyes and stuff, even though she's only 18 months. Uh, but it's possible that things that she's seen now have already screwed her up. Hmm. And I watched V for Vendetta last night and I was like covering her face and stuff. But she wasn't <laughs> really watching it. But um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you just have to see how emotionally mature your child is and play it by ear. 13 sounds reasonable, right? I I think that there are certain like let, let's use my Jurassic Park example. How old would I at what age would I expose my son to that? Well, 
I think the biggest issue for me there is is parental guidance itself. I'm not going to set a firm number and say when he's nine, when he's 10. Jurassic Park came out when I was seven or eight. And I yeah. don't know. I don't remember if I saw it right away or if I saw it a little bit after. But it was around that time, like mid 90s. I saw that movie. So I, I would have been in that something around the eight to 10 age range. Um, None of that stuff I'm going to let my son watch by himself until, you know, maybe he's into his his teen years, I suppose. But um, so so it'll be an evaluation with my guidance. It, it, it's got it's got to be kind of kid dependent and I'm going to be there to guide the kid through that sort of material. <sighs> yeah. Joshy boy. Up oh, next. Uh, what's going on or going on with an email question today? What is your advice regarding doing research for those of us who are ADD, ADHD? The goal is to build an argument or defense against those with differing viewpoints, not necessarily to win debates. Um, work in uh, blocks of 30 minutes. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, to be honest. I don't know enough about the condition. For. I, I will tell you, I, I'm not diagnosed with anything, um, so take it with a grain of salt. But for me, like to the extent that I work on a, you know, I work on a computer and it's research, uh, writing-driven stuff where the all the distractions of the internet are immediately in my face, and I yeah. I do struggle a lot with, like if I'm writing a script or I'm doing, you know, preparing the show or whatever I might be doing that's a, like a more, like it's it's off-camera prep work that I'm doing. I do struggle with getting distracted, going off into whatever depths of the internet and realizing I just wasted a half hour. Why am I on 4chan? I, I, does that, um, does that, I, does that hit you too, where you're supposed to be doing a task and then all of a sudden you're like, constantly, what the, what the hell Wikipedia page am I re- reading and yeah. why? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's making a, a, a conscious effort to stay focused on the task at hand. And maybe that is, maybe there's value in what you're saying too, where I, I certainly work in blocks of time and maybe it would be better if I just said, I'm going to have this task completed by this amount of time. And then I'm going to give myself designated break space and work, work within the distraction rather than try to eliminate yeah. it. I don't know. Emmeline takes a two hour nap every day. So I pretty much have to get everything done during that time, hmm. which helps. Yeah. Uh, Doc Holiday. Hey, Blonde and Matt. Don't you find it a bit disturbing how much those who support all these government takeovers want to for vac want to go want to for have a government takeover? I, I assume of these want go- to this- have one for vaccine passports. Doc. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wanting to force everyone to get the jab, putting the unvaccinated concentration camps are the same people editing. Doc. <laughs> Uh, are the same, would the same people have willingly helped round up the Jews in Germany under Hitler? Yeah. Um, I hate it when people say this because all of us would have rounded up the Jews if we were German under Hitler. Every last one of us would have done that. Or, or at least significantly more than would claim in the modern context that they wouldn't have assisted in any way. It'd be um, like 99% of us. Well, I mean, you want how many people 10 years ago would have said that they'd be doing the sort of things that we're doing right now. And again, it's not whoever's listening to this, trying to write some bullshit or whatever's going It's not to compare to the Holocaust or whatever. It's just to say there are all sorts of injustices happening <sighs> that in prior times 
a large group of people would have said they never would have participated in. No, I'm not going to support vaccine mandates for a bunch of people. No, I'm not going to wear a mask for a, almost two years time. No, I'm not going to shut down the schools uh, indefinitely, effectively at this point. And yet when the right authority structures say it and when the cer- when certain social pressures exist to enforce it, people tend to get right in line, even when they know the things that they're doing are either wrong or that they personally disagree with. In this context, it's lesser immoralities than say outright murder. Um, but, yeah. it, but it's still things you wouldn't do out of your own choice. If you were left to your own choice, you're, you're only doing them because the authority structure tells you to do them. That was very clear to me when the mask mandate got removed here in May, because I was so disappointed that you walk around a grocery store and it's like 95% masked faces. And then the yeah. health board in Gallatin County says, okay, that's not necessary anymore. And then all of a sudden it was like a quarter of people masked. And that tells me that most people were wearing the mask solely because an authority figure told them they had to. That was yep. the only factor. It was not their own independent decision. It was, they just were told to do it. Masks are not the same thing as murder, but when you do things just because people tell you to, that's how you get that sort of result. Mm. Okay. Any, any other thoughts? No. Um, Kitchen sink says, how long do you think people have to be in place before they can call a land their own? My ancestors hail from Germany, but came to America in the 1660s. While I enjoy German food, beer, and can appreciate their culture, I'm American, not German, is nearly 400 years enough. Should be, we hear joggers bitching about 400 years. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is a, an impossible question to ask because you still have some allegiance to your cultural heritage. You said it yourself. You appreciate the culture, you like German food and beer, but you are American. What does it even mean to be American? I think it means a commitment to the values on which this country was founded. Like, for example, I, I, um, I am of Danish and, and German ethnic heritage and I have interest in those cultures. Um, and I think it's, it's cool stuff. But if someone were to ask me about, um, my identity, that's, it, it certainly would be much more American. And that's because the values that this country was founded on, I personally identify with more than the, the, the Danish or German aspects of my of my heritage. Um, yeah. But, but can you, but to me, that's again, that's like a, that's a values based judgment or what do I value? And it's perfectly fine. If you value your bloodline, I think there's nothing wrong with that. You're entitled to that. But um, to his question, is there a, is there a time deadline? I don't know. I think I that's know. just more yeah. of a personal judgment. Okay. I don't think that you necessarily, well, I don't know. Um, Let's put it this way. Is there a moral obligation to identify as American over your ethnic heritage? Is there an immorality or a moral value either way? Especially uh, no, because um, the values upon which this country was founded ceased to exist in any meaningful form. So being an American is something of a sham. It doesn't mean shit anymore. And we've been stripped of our cultural heritage. So, you know, we're just rudderless. I think it's a fair question. Like, obviously, I'm giving American the definition of sort of the the founding and or constitutional values of this country. But it's perfectly reasonable to say the other side of it. What does an American mean today? 
Yeah. And, and today, I mean, it means it can mean a bunch of crazy pink hairs sc- screeching for the most fundamental right of killing their their offspring or something like that. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's, it depends on your definition. Yeah. And I, I, that's certainly not the way I define it. But anyway, thank the thought provoking question. I appreciate it. Uh, that'll do it on the email questions. So we are all set. If we just catch up with the chat, we'll call it a night. Do you know that Robert Palmer song, Robert Palmer song, Simply Irresistible? I know the song. Yeah. I know the chorus, so, at least. My mom makes Emmeline watch the video, although Emmeline's really into the video. Like every time she babysits because she thinks that it's the the perfect example of the white phenotype because all the women <laughs> in it are like super hot white chicks. <laughs> okay. So like I can hear them listening to it right now. And then she'll be like, she white power, obvious- Emmeline. White power. <laughs> <laughs> like stop, stop doing this. <laughs> she obviously has not heard Baby Shark, which is another white power. No, anthem. <laughs> no, simply. No, that was invented by an Asian, though, wasn't it? Or uh, who who wrote? Isn't that an oh, Asian? A white thing? person would never do that to all of the white moms in the world. Well, they definitely uh, would. I just think it happens to be Asian she just in said this it. case. <laughs> she could, she probably hears you on the stream. No, who they're not watching Baby the stream. Shark. No, they're not watching the stream at all. Baby Shark. Uh, the original writer of the song is unclear. So, um. It became a global phenomenon after being recorded by a 10-year-old Korean-American singer. That's fucking obscene. Ah, that's, that's how you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Oh, my God. Let me uh, see what's going on on Tippy Stream. Uh, we are... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, there are a couple here. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> No, we're set. We're good. We're good over on TV stream. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Uh, mask mandates, freeloading jogger. Man, who was the last person? Stogies and Boomsticks, I guess? Uh, I don't recall. Damn it. Okay. Uh, in regards to Kim Potter, you said as a jury you want to judge by reason. The current jury is 12 folks. Not oh, smart we did enough. This. Yeah, we did this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Billy Biz. Gavin Newsom. Okay, I didn't read this one. Did you see where Gavin Newsom is proposing to model a new gun restriction law on the Texas abortion law that was reviewed by the Supreme Court? What? Yeah, uh, I, I, I've at least seen this on a headline level. So um, don't quote me on the details. But the idea that the Texas abortion law, remember, Texas mm. to get around the bullshit that is Roe v. Wade, wrote a law that allowed private individuals to sue abortion uh, providers slash performers. And um, and their the way they got around Roe v. Wade that way was say you can't sue the state. This was their argument, at least. And that's currently being litigated. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't sue the state because we're not enforcing it. Yeah, it's not state action was is what Texas is saying. Right. Now, California, Gavin Newsom is saying we're going to allow private people to, I guess, uh, uh, sue the the manufacturers or distributors of, quote unquote, assault weapons in California, even though I mean, California has its own assault weapons ban and all this. So they already are. I guess, criminally liable under California law that for the most part, the courts have said is fine. That's been challenged with their magazine capacity stuff. But I mean, first of all, do I like the Texas law? Uh, I don't because it's, I understand what they're doing. I don't like the Texas law because it's a bullshit response to Roe v. Wade. How do I phrase this? I'm not mad at them for doing it. I think they're fully within their, their state's right to write, uh, anti-abortion laws if they want to constitutionally the reason i don't like 
this law is because it's it, you have to get around Roe v. Wade in this stupid bullshit way. To clarify, I guess I should say I hate Roe v. Wade and I hate that this is necessary is what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, I don't I don't like a world where law enforcement is is delegated to weird, like private civil suits. It's, it's, it's like this weird skirting that's just stupid. It's not Texas's it's fault. It's an egregious waste of resources. It's Roe v. Wade's fault. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want that world. But even if you want to make that argument, um, the the distinction between California and Texas is you're dealing with an explicit constitutional right as opposed to the penumbra and emanations right of privacy that they've discovered through magic uh, and other spells. So no, to be as clear as possible. I want a world where states are free to write their own laws so long as they're not at odds with the Constitution. And Texas would be doing that um, yeah. with their abortion restriction. Uh, California trying to chip away at an explicit Second Amendment right to the extent it's been extended to the states. Yeah, I mean, that's a much more dicey legal territory than Texas is in. Hmm. I just lost my place again. Uh, Calwin. Uh, don't we want riots at this point? We now have carte blanche disarm the rioters and looters. Um, yeah, I, I mean, more disorder is always how I lean uh, because I want there to be tangible ramifications, visible ramifications of um, the policies that the Biden administration has implemented. Well, so. They'll explain it away. My favorite Jen yeah. Psaki explanation was that, um, you know, your grocery bills are going up because the meat industry is greedy. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, definitely it. So when the bitch. rioters are out in the streets, it's because they don't understand how how much better we're going to build back. They haven't heard it yet. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the, the propaganda factory is amazing coming from that woman specifically. And I feel like um, if the, the temperature is able to be subdued in a meaningful way and we all go back to some semblance of normalcy, like none of these deeper problems will ever be addressed or mm. it'll be much worse later. Yeah. And so I, I want I, I feel like now is the time for chaos. <laughs> now is the time and it needs to happen now. Blonde's going to be out there once they're riding uh, after the Kim Potter acquittal. Blonde will be with them. Well, I want to deal with it now when my my kids are young, yeah. too. I, I see what you're saying. Um, Pee Pee Poo Man. Remember, remember the No Nut November. It's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. I know the reference now. I do. After today. Uh, Logan Orr. About an hour ago, a tornado passed within a fourth mile of my dad's house. Everyone's fine, but damn tornadoes are cool. Oh, my gosh. That sounds frightening. Wow. I'm well, glad everyone's I'm, okay. I've only I've witnessed a couple very small ones in my life. Never anything that I was actually afraid of. Uh, but uh you know the small funnel clouds and things like that but Yikes. glad to hear everyone's okay wesley paul just want to say merry christmas to you guys and your families much love to you much love to you too thank you, you as wesley. well merry christmas thank you kelwin i was a jury foreman in nevada back in the 80s douglas county built a new courthouse unable to reach a unanimous decision by midnight a mistrial was declared as they couldn't delay the next day wow huh. so you presided over a, a hung jury basically yep um, sounds super boring i hope it was an entertaining case hung jury um, on like something you know dull it'd be so frustrating yeah 
Brie, my family tradition is the men clean up after Christmas dinner and the women get drunk. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what a preposterous Christmas tradition. <laughs> Calvin 58. Blade Never Runner is a great that. film and was enhanced by the Va- the Vangelis soundtrack and noir cinematography style. The final version fixed the gross flaws. It didn't hurt that it had several pairs of breasts. I, I love Blade Runner. Terribly disappointing boobs. I don't know what you're talking about. The Snake Lady? <laughs> No. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, Fabian, they were not, fine. not like that chick's boobs from uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? The the boob to nip ratio was all wrong, or what? <laughs> no, they were like, I you know I, I like a woman with small boobs, but they were like pancakey, and then she had these like <laughs> hard, thick looking nipples that like ah. look like baby toes. <laughs> okay, it was so all it- wrong. <laughs> It was. It's the it's the uninflated boob with the engorged nipple. That's it wasn't like the nipple was too big. It was like too long and pointy and hard. It was like too National Geographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You know, I'm right. You all know I'm right. Fabian (laughs) Benavides says, if you guys are interested in a very good, very topical foreign film, I highly suggest the Korean film The Host by Oscar winner, director of Parasite Bong Joon-hoo. It's scary at how prophetic it is. People hmm. loved Parasite. I did not see it. Okay. Um, hold Thank on, Moria. Hi, guys. Matt, your answer, TJ, to my question earlier tonight is exactly whom I'd imagine since I conjured the question. Blot, I'm sorry you lost a close Uncle A. Condolences <laughs> to your family. Well, thanks We're for really the question. really sad about it. Yeah. And thanks for supporting the show. Account 158. Thinning is allowed. Some hair in the gluteal cleft helps eliminate the bilabial fricatives <laughs> the hair in the groin eliminates chafing on the legs but please ladies keep shaving those pits and legs we do well that's what about armpits is that pro pedo is that no. normalization of pedo that's just that's just gross just, all right we have no use for that um mf chicken flipper I've loved watching your videos over the past several years your coverage of current events is near unmatched keep up the great work I assume they're talking to you um well, I appreciate the um, appreciate the kind words and the support for the show. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year. More, and then we're good. Perfect cacistocracy, uh, Matt and Blonde. Not all of us are submitting to job vax mandates. I'm flooding my job with fake internet printed jab cards. HR can't tell the genuine from the fake cards. If caught, I'm good with getting fired over this. Right? Well, on. A good. I would say, um, you know, good, good for you for fighting the good fight and taking a stand. The only thing I would. Um, I'm sure you're probably aware of uh, the if the cards are uh, fraud CDC cards or any kind of federal government type thing, there are massive criminal implications to doing that. And it's fine. I, I, I personally, well, first of all, I would never do Susan, not in a million years, but if I was hypothetically thinking of some sort of stunt, um, you do raise the stakes. If you start messing with, uh, with uh, federal forgeries so just be be advised if there's any of that going on if it's just internal work stuff i don't know that there's necessarily as much of a criminal component but um you know talk to a lawyer not me it's your it's your job and your risk and for whatever disputes you may have with such tactics um compliance is not helping is it uh, com- we're not going to comply our way back to the old uh what, what did cnn call it the before times we're not going to comply our way back to the the, the before times the before so times oh let's uh end that delusion so godspeed appreciate it okay we're good 
All right. Uh, I'll give a quick refresh on Tippy Stream. We'll call it a night. Let's see what we got. Uh, yeah, we are all set. So that will do it on a show tonight. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always. We'll be back on Sunday to talk about uh, all the week's news, including whatever happens between now and then, including it's kind of a weird spot for Christmas this year, but I figured we got to do the Christmas special this Sunday because then Christmas is on a Saturday and you can't do Christmas special the day after Christmas. You can't do it. That doesn't work. So we'll make uh, something of a Christmassy show on Sunday and um, we hope to see you then. Have a great night and a great week in the meantime. Bye, guys. 